Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo! Oh, <laughs> Recorded live. Blaze it on with the just the start. Get the fuck. Whoa! Sorry. Keep going with that. I'm I'm playing Metal Gear. Uh, I know I know you are. How many hours are you into that, Pete? Uh, I don't want to say. You can. (laughs) You can reveal to us. You can lie about it too. Or Uh, those facts. I have played. 140, 140 hours. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yikes. I can't even break it down in the days. I'm not that advanced. I ain't fucking around with this shit. <laughs> you are not. Wow. What does your oil platform look like? <laughs> My what platform? <laughs> Whatever that base is, right? It's like an oil platform that you keep... Oh, dude. Flat- it's fucking... <laughs> it's fucking stocked. <laughs> it's its own continent now, right? Oh yeah, it's its own little uh, country. God, you know, I, I I wanted to get it. I don't know if I can. You know, I don't know if I can get into it. Thank God. I know it's the Tom, end of an era, the Kojima yeah. era. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know it's probably one of the most solid <laughs> Metal Gear Solid games ever. Oh. I heard. I've heard tell. It it definitely is, but it is. Do you remember the scene in Avatar where Sam Worthington is like, he's going so hot and heavy into Avatar world. He goes, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am anymore. (laughs) I definitely feel like that. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like you played so long, your dog is raised from a pup. He's dead already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like that. It looks awesome. Don't get me wrong. It looks fucking great. I right. I, I want to get it. I just I'm afraid. I haven't even yeah. cracked open that uh, that mid mix. Yeah, you know what I mean. I haven't, I haven't even delved into that. Which I, I had to get as a supporter of all things Max. I've heard uh, conflicting things. So what? You know me. I had to get that. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. You know, that's me. That's that's what I'm about. I'm all, I'm all about buying a game and not playing a game. I guess George <laughs> Miller George Miller actually helped like do the story for that. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Well, also he helped do the story for the fucking comics, which sucked a fucking a couple fucking gaggles of D's for sure. Really? I don't know if you've read them. Yeah. Have you read those at all, the comics? No, I don't know anything about them. Yeah, they're interesting. First yeah. of all, um, Mary Sue, which is a... Uh, it's a female dominant comic book lovers website, right? Mm-hmm. They really, they they man, they they broke down that Furiosa. They did a, they did a Furiosa origin ish issue. Let's say mm-hmm. they really broke the fucking shit of that down. Like it was longer than the actual story of how right. rapey and fucking disgusting and fucking what a piece of shit it was. I was like, damn. 
Yeah, it was bad. It was pretty bad. You look it up. <laughs> he wants bathroom reading. You're going to be in there for 20 minutes, like I am. What are, the, what are the Mary Sue people like? They didn't like any of that. <laughs> I don't know what they like. I just looked up that article. I just saw that article and read through it, and I thought it was pretty. It might be a little too much. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, give these guys a fucking break. Give these uh, rapey men a break, okay? I'm just trying to tell a rapey story, okay? It's, it's a comic. It's a comic about uh, Furiosa. It's about, well, sort of. It's about it's about Furiosa and the bride, like the events that lead up to her, let you know, getting on with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Allowing them to escape and all that stuff. There's there's a Mad Max one that's two issues. And there's an Immortan Joe and Nux one as well. I think the Immortan Joe and Nux one share an issue. There's four issues total. Right. I think. If I, I may be wrong, right or wrong. They're interesting to say the least, but they tie in. They're trying to tie. That's only fucking comics can do. And this is not helping out the these uh, theorists on my Mad Max uh, Facebook group at all who are just, just go insane over this stuff, you know. Um, they try to tie it into the original trilogy, you know what I mean? With disastrous results, I think. Yeah, it's like, don't, fuck, stop, stop, don't. Why? What are you doing? Why? why? It has obviously nothing to do with it. Just stop. You know what I mean? Don't. But they they did, and there it goes. So, there it is. I I love that you're part of a Mad Max Facebook community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a bunch of cunts, too, sometimes, also. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with someone like, that fucking theory suck. What? You know, it's just, oh, it's just lambass motherfuckers. Or whenever people try to tie in the original thing. Okay, here's my theory on why the uh, Fear Road takes place between this time and that time and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of morons on there, too. But people get really upset by these people and all that shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I got to keep up on the latest and greatest, uh, you know, people trying to build their own fucking um, uh, scale models of, you know, the war rig and all, you know, that kind of fun stuff. That's a, that's a lot of fun. It's interesting. I haven't, even cra- I haven't even cracked the plastic on my Blu-rays. Yes, you I have said Blu-rays. I bought both. Whoa. You bought both? Whoa, yeah. I like that. So you got the steel book and the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Look at you. It's a, I didn't even... it's a it's a movie I saw for free. Like up until a couple of weeks ago, um George Miller didn't see one cent of Andy Chang's money. So I was like, <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll double dip. Ah, nice. Good. What a yeah. supporter, dude. So you're you're yeah. a good man, Andy Chang. Oh I thank wanted everybody to tell you differently, okay? I appreciate this, this guy telling you that. I believe in you. I believe in you. And I, I believe in uh, something you posted the other day. What the hell was it? It's pretty funny. I think I gave it a like or a sigh or something like that. What the hell was it? I can't remember. It's something vaguely interesting that you posted, though. That was pretty amusing. I tried to uh, I tried to uh, deliver um, positive content. Yes, on my Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not the negative Nancy amongst my friends, that's for sure. I don't get that. Like yeah, I don't get why you would use that as your uh platform of anguish. Oh yeah. Oh people do you you I'm sure you have friends as well that do the 
same thing. Like, fucking, fucking, God, fucking, fucking, global fucking warming, really? Check this yeah. shit out. I mean, <laughs> right. Here's a fucking meme I like that I think you should <laughs> share if you like it too. Right. Like, fucking shut the fuck up. I hate those more than anything else. <laughs> if you're fucking, uh, if your fucking daughter is fucking beautiful, you better share this. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Uh, right. If you don't, your daughter is a fucking horrible, ugly looking slut. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Or something? I, it's just so weird, right? People do that all the time. I don't know what compels people to post those things or share those things or think it's fucking awesome to do so. It's just really weird. Really strange. Like, I saw one today, which was it blew my mind. It was like a dog out in the rain in the street or something mm-hmm. like that. And they're like, 1% of people won't like this. Or no, 99% of people won't like this. But 1% will. So share if you feel bad for this fucking dog <laughs> in the fucking rain. Like, Who gives a fuck whether I care about this fucking dog in the rain? Settle down. Did you, did you see the picture of... Uh, the dead Serbian kid washed up on the shore? I think so. I don't think I clicked on it, though. I, I think I remember seeing it make the rounds amongst my what the politically fuck, minded assholes. Yeah, I don't need to see people, that shit. People share that, and the worst part is they share it without any context, and they say one word. They go, sad. Yeah, sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, fuck up. <laughs> I know one today. I got a couple times. Man, fucking, uh, uh, fucking, he like eviscerated his girlfriend or something like that. Right. He like fucked his girlfriend. She screamed out the wrong name, and he fucking disemboweled her or something like that. I was like, I don't know, no, no, don't stop. It's okay. Of course, I read the article because I had to. Yeah, <laughs> I felt compelled. Disemboweling, yeah. dis- disemboweling is never good. Yeah, there's all kinds of other weird shit going on there too. It's kind of it's quite fascinating, actually. It turns out to be real, which it might be, but it's disgusting and it's awful. So, if you want to ruin your day a little bit, you know, I go on there to have my day kind of enlightened, to see what my friends are up to, to catch a positive vibe, to see interesting articles or whatever, or interesting pieces of artwork that my friend posts. Or whatever, I, or interesting shots of uh, um, fucking figures that Andy poses in his backyard. You know, that kind of stuff. Oh, this is that what you, you, you can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. A grown-ass man going into his backyard, pose up some figures. <laughs> Posing some shit. How big are those figures, Zach? <laughs> Ten inches? Ten? Mm. Just a little bit smaller than my back. But, uh, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, those are awesome. They're, so they're they're comparable to the Appleseed figures, the Appleseed AX figures that came out with a couple of years ago, right? Last Do you? I those were also play arts, square. Yeah, years. Kai fucking play arts, right? Is that what it is? They've got for the dudes. They do a little bit like weird proportions. When I when I look at the the Solid Snake one, mm-hmm. he has the proportions of the manga Fist of the North Star. Oh, weird. <laughs> very small, very small head, like yeah. huge arms, Super really big weight. thighs. Yes. Yeah. Right, so right. I look at this like guy, chair, I look at right. this snake with his, uh, with his like uh, uh, asymmetrical Boba Fett cape that he's got. <laughs> right, right. And, 
it totally has like a fist of the North Star vibe, but maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How much were they? About a hundred, a hundred pop, right? At least. Yeah. Around that. Yeah, hundred. Fuckers! I can't afford to buy any more figures. This is ridiculous. I'm at the point you, where I got to get rid of figures to buy figures. You know, I'm not willing to get rid of anything. Are you I still kinda, doing uh, vehicles? Uh, no. Oh no, I have stopped looking. I don't know what's come out. Has anything come out cool? What do you What do you What are you buying? What, what these days? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rocking that vinyl. I'm, I'm obsessed with little, getting little vinyl, vinyl action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me. I like doing that shit. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice little waste of money that I'd like to partake in. Are you so, going to it, Mondo according Con? To my eBay, according to my eBay searches, mm-hmm. it is uh, airsoft gun still, uh, vinyl and uh, uh, camera gimbals. And mm. uh, let's see what else. Oh, just that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Random electronics, and all that stuff. And according and according to my Amazon, it's DVDs, Blu-rays, and books, and vinyl, and the occasional blender. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I try to stay. I try to stay. I try to keep it in genres. I try, I'm genre based when it comes to this stuff. You know what I mean? I'm very excited about MondoCon. Uh, yeah, MonoCon is next week, yes? No, it's the third? Oh, is that next it, week? Uh, yeah, is that next weekend? Not this weekend, next weekend, right? I think two more weeks, yeah. Oh, good. O- Maybe I'll October come and 5th. visit you at MondoCon. I have another friend that's going to MondoCon as well. I miss you at uh, fucking Alamo City uh, Comic Con and Film Festival. I did miss you there. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. It's upsetting. Did you upsetting. did you go to the show? I had a grand old time. Oh yes, I had the best yeah. time. I had the worst yeah. time. Oh yes, I uh, yeah, I rocked pretty hard every day. So that was exciting. Very exciting. Yes, I put my time between both the film festival, which is run by the same people, and the comic festival, et cetera, et cetera. It was a lot right. bigger this year. Really big, really big, spread out. Good crowd. Good shit. What's up? The yeah, um, so cool. <laughs> almost got into a that, fight with Tommy Flanagan, which I thought was pretty fun. Not really, I was just kidding, you know. But he called me a cunt and all that stuff like that, which is great because I think I consider that a compliment from Tommy Flanagan. If you know what I'm talking about, from Sons of Anarchy, that got the big scar across his face. Who started it? Uh, no, I, I did because he was telling a story again to a friend of mine, and I was like, mm-hmm. Tommy, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I go. I, I, I'm sure you got another tale in you. Stop telling this story or something like that. Right. Oh, you fucking cunt you. I was like, I go, all right, you give me another cigarette and I'll eat those. He's like, okay. This <laughs> <laughs> is kind of funny to be called a cunt, but he was so drunk. Ham, Mark Boone Jr., and uh, Kim Coates. Are you familiar with these guys? These fuckers? They're, half of I, Sam Crow was there I watched, on the river. I watched their terrible show, yes. Okay, so half of Sam Crow. So all the ones you know, they were they went out drinking before. I saw them at Ruth Chris. I was eating at Ruth Chris, and then when I went outside to smoke a cigarette, uh, I saw I saw a fucking uh, fucking uh, what's his nuts there, Hellboy there. He's on the phone. Ron Perlman. A little nod. Yeah, just give him a little nod and all that shit like that. Then I went outside to smoke a cigarette, and those guys rolled up and all that shit, and we were just yapping and talking for a little yep. bit. They do they do not remember a thing. They don't remember being there. 
they did, yeah, it was, it was fun though. It was a lot of fun. I listened to a podcast with uh, Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. and he says for the the volume Father of filming that Stewart, right. <laughs> No, I don't think they're related. No, but okay. he he says he doesn't remember a goddamn thing from filming Star Trek just because they filmed so many episodes and they were sure. back to back to back. And it was really kind of turn and burn. Like they would just get a script, learn the script, say right. the lines, and they're moving on. And it, it definitely doesn't have the same impact that it does as a viewer, which totally makes sense when you think about sure, it. Like, sure, sure. Yeah, they're just... They're just... You know, they're just going through them like crazy. You know what I mean? Do you I, remember the comic pages you work on? Uh, yeah, when I see them again, like if I see them in print form or something or online or something like that. But, you know, I usually just move on after, you know. Right. It's like, oh, it's fucking done. They kind of don't want to look at it at all, you know? It's like yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the same way with the stuff I work on, you know. It's just a matter of, like... I need to see it in context, and I can be like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. But You know, it is fun to kind of revisit it after a while when I happen upon it or something like that. You see it yeah. again, you're like, oh, shit, that was pretty good. Nice. When the, the memory of how much you labored over it and the pain in the ass you had over whatever difficulties you had, staying up countless hours trying to get it done or whatever, once that ebbs, you can learn to appreciate that shit finally. You know what I mean? That kind of deal. Like, I'm just, when I'm done with it, I'm done. I don't even want to fucking look at it. Fuck. I'm betting a dude like Tommy Flanagan has probably never watched Sons of Anarchy. No. I know, <laughs> a, a fucking roll of box in the show. <laughs> and so, yeah, like I said, I did, I did feel enamored. He called me a cunt. But he said, you're all cunt, aren't you? I was like, yes, I am. He's like, well, he gave me a little smile. He gave me another cigarette, which is a good sign, too. He gave me about three right. cigarettes. I kept bumming cigarettes off him, which was kind of fun. So that was pretty cool. And then he was hitting on my friend's wife, which I thought was pretty funny, too. That's how drunk they were. He didn't even give a fuck. She's like, I'm married. He's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's at that point. All that. I saw, the get- I saw the guest list. Um, and did Drea DeMatteo show up? She canceled. I didn't oh. see. Uh, I wanted to hang out with Shane there and John Barenthal. Yeah. I don't think he was there. I don't. I didn't see a single John Barenthal sighting or hear tell of anything. I know Flash Gordon was representing hard. Okay. I missed him a couple times. Uh, I did hang out with all our old buddy Darth Maul there at the bar, which was nice. I related a story of how I met him and all that. And he remembered, which was pretty fucking cool. And he gave me his wristband, his all access wristband, which is pretty fucking baller. It's a great guy, yeah. a really nice guy. Yeah, it was just a fucking total fucking sweetheart. And then I I hung out with the Biz. He was in the same spot every fucking night at the hotel bar, which was awesome. And he he said he would fuck me, which is pretty interesting too, because I was just all fucking pimp daddy. He's like, you're a dapper motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, you are. I would fuck you. Feel my arm. Would you fuck this arm? It was really <laughs> weird, but it was cool because it's Biz. He's always on. You know what I mean? You'll never catch him in like a nice like uh, regular moment. Kind of deal, right? And he he looks like a grown up, punked out, juiced up uh, um, Captain Caveman, I think. If I would describe him to somebody, he's got those he's got little gnome teeth, all that good. So yeah, he's got he's got another thing going on. Pretty pretty interesting with that guy. But that's the first time I like really hung out with him, which which I thought was pretty cool. 
a way to get I I have hung out here. with him in a very drunken state, and yes. we styled each and we styled each other's hair. I don't know yes, if I've see? told you that story. He might um, want a little yellow yellow Twinkie sandwich with me and you. If you think about me, it, me, me, you, and you. Biz. Yes, I think yeah. Yeah, I think it could happen. That's some fact. That's some fact three. That's some fuck three. Okay. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, it was fun though. It was nice to talk to him again. You know what I mean? Because we, we had a jovial time, which is yeah. cool. I, oh, I saw Scott Harbin and uh, Lawrence. Now you you've yeah, met those guys at uh, in San Diego. Is that right? Yes, yes. And I, I think Scott was there last year, but I didn't see him. I saw Lawrence last year briefly. And and then yeah, last year I, I I think Scott was there as well, but I didn't talk to Scott. But yeah, it was nice seeing Scott again because I, I really think he's super fucking talented. He's just a cool guy, you know what I mean? And you remember yeah. the time we were going to hang out in San Diego, but I was peeking off the balcony, so that, that was a that, that was funny that he remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, no, it was nice. It was nice seeing them. We we're all hanging out, and they, they he knows Ray too, and all that stuff. So all the people we're hanging out with, they all kind of knew each other. They're doing the whole concert kind of deal. So it wasn't like I was like some interloper just like popping in there going, here's this guy trying to worm his way into the fucking deal. You know what I mean? So right. Fun. I forget what night that was. It's all kind of a blur. So, yeah, it's kind of bad. Interesting. Well, Good times. What was going on at the film festival? Uh, they just showed a bunch of films. They just wanted to have it like run simultaneously with the with the, the event. Like Dolph mm-hmm. Lundgren was supposed to be there, but he didn't show up. So they had Sam Jones go up, all flash there, to introduce uh, what's his uh, fucking Dolph Lundgren film, and everybody in the audience thought it was Dolph Lundgren, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, that's how much they're paying attention. That's great. Uh, yeah, was, yeah, you know, they kind of across first year of the Alamo City Film Festival, so they're kind of trying to cross pollinate the whole crowds and all that stuff like that. Yeah, which was fairly successful, but not as successful as it could be because I I believe I was telling the organizer, the guy who runs, this friend of mine, I said, uh, you know, you gotta if you're gonna do something like this during Comic Con, you gotta have fucking t- you man, you gotta make it like Fantastic Fest and have just all kinds of crazy genre shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You got these guests here. You gotta leave. Hey, show a screening of fucking Flash Gordon for fuck's sake. You had Flash Gordon there. You had fucking Melody Anderson also. Fucking Dale Harden. You know what I mean? Do shit like that. Whoa, she was there too? Yeah. I don't know if she was there. I didn't see her, but she was supposed to be there. I think she was, though. You know, just nice. do that kind of shit, you know what I mean? And then the pepper it with other genre films that people fucking want to check out and see and all that stuff like that. And you're fucking on to some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think next year it'll be a, little, a lot different and all that. Like, Josh Brolin was supposed to come. My friend was hooked up Josh Brolin to come because they wanted to show his little short and all that stuff like that. And uh, here's a hint for y'all. If you want to talk to Josh Brolin, he has a little production company. He did a little short film like years and years ago. And it's called like Josh Jump Brolin Productions. If you go to his short film, what's it called? X, the letter X. Okay. Mm-hmm. So look that up on Facebook. There's a number to call the fucking, um, the, the production, there's a production company number on there. And uh, my friend called it and Josh Brolin picked up. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Josh for like a fucking half hour. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, dude. I think that was Josh fucking Brolin's cell phone number. <laughs> I was like, hey, you fucking shit? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're just talking for like a half hour and shit. Like, that's cool fuck and all that. Yeah, it was pretty baller. 
You know, he couldn't make it because he was doing press or something or doing something with the he's in a, another Coen Brothers film or something like that, so he couldn't he couldn't come down, so maybe next year. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to hook up uh, the Kung Fury guys and all that, so I got a hold of the guy that uh, works, for, you know, knows the producers and all this stuff, but they couldn't just get it in time. So next year it'll be a lot different. Next year I'll be more actively involved in the film part of it and try to hook up some of the more interesting genre, fantastic fest, cool, fucking interesting shit that people want to go see kind of stuff instead of just film festival shit, you know what I mean? Not saying film festival shit's bad, but you know what I mean? If you're, if you're going to be around for Comic-Con and do that stuff and you want to get the Comic-Con crowd in there, you really got to correlate those two together more cohesively. That's the, yeah. only, that's a, that's the only flaw I kind of saw in the whole deal, you know what I mean? You can't have, Film festival people that go to this shit aren't going to want to go down there when Comic-Con's going down. It's too fucking crowded, you know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck this shit. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's like, eh, that's not. It would have been more successful. Not that, that, not that it wasn't successful, but it would have been more successful if it was on a different date, judging by the uh, the movie movies that they had and all that stuff. You know, it's just all like film festival circuit type of movies, you know? There's a little so the more diagram there of interest, I think, because I, I think there's this, I, I think it'd be a small crowd of the Comic-Con people that would be interested in the film festival, and I think there'd be a small sliver of film festival people that would be interested in a Comic-Con. But uh, it doesn't seem like a... It, it's not like a one-to-one match, you know what I mean? It, it, it's not, you know what I mean? So it's difficult, you know what I mean, to kind of do that. And like I said, my solution is to have crazy premieres of really cool genre shit if you can you know what i mean right. because like even like last year they had a couple screenings of films this didn't have a film festival last year but they had a couple screenings of films that were where actors were there for that were in certain movies you know what i mean right and they got people over there for sure you know what i mean it was free screenings and all that stuff but you do that, like I said, you just you got you fucking show a screen of fucking Flash Gordon and you have fucking Sam Jones and what's presented, you'll get fucking asses and fucking seats there, man. And then you know you do that thing for free, let's say, right? Because you can't pay for the public ex- exhibition of it, or maybe you can. I don't know how they do it, like at the draft house and all that stuff like that. When they show a film and they have like, you know someone presenting it or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? There's got to be yeah. a way to exhibit that without. Yeah, I think you can do it. I think people will pay for it, too. You know what I mean? Don't charge a fucking whole hell of a lot, either. That's the thing, too. Don't charge a whole hell of a lot. Make it an event. Have people fucking come over and do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they right. will. If you promote it enough and you make sure all those genre people are there, fucking shit. Hey, you know, you got fucking all of, you got almost all of Sam Crow there. Show the fucking last episode. You know what I mean? Show the last episode and have a Q&A before and after or whatever. You know what I mean? Let's say. Right. Get all those guys all fucking on stage. People are going to fucking fill the house with that shit. Wanting to see all those guys at the same time. You know what I mean? You have a million of them there. You have almost all of them there, really. There's only a couple that weren't there. Jax wasn't there. It's like the only guy that wasn't there. You know what I mean? Opie was there, right? Yeah, yeah, Opie was there. Yeah, like I said, most of Sam Crow was there. Living or or alive or dead. And, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> just that kind of way. Opie showed up in Bates Motel. Have you ever seen that? No, 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 no. I heard it was good, though. The, the, the fondest memories I have of Bates Motel is waiting to see you guys, waiting in line to go into the Bates Motel party two or three years ago and saying, fuck this shit. It's going to take three hours. Then it's going to be one o'clock and then forget it, if I recall. 
Never made it. Never. Oh, it wasn't you then. Somebody else, but I wasn't waiting. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> so Mark Walters, why didn't you come down? What a shame, what a shame. You would have had a grand old time. You been are, you, uh, are you talking about Alamo City Comic Con? I am. Did you go, Lee? Did you guys set did, up a booth uh, and all that? Did, 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 Antarctic, did Antarctic have a booth, or were you just there? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we always have a booth there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. So how how was the – I've heard mixed things. I, I, tell me how your experience was, and I'll tell you what I've heard. Uh, I had a good time because I was in between both events. You know, the the film the Alamo City Film Festival was going on at the same time, which was like a little tiny tiny sister event that was going on at the same time in the same place at the Lyle Cockrell, which is on the other side of the convention center, but all in the same place. And the comic stuff also, so I was like kind of back and forth the whole day. And then had to work also, so it was like all kinds of back and forth madness and all that shit. Like now that. the Alamo City Film Festival that was that was something that was uh, that was something that Apple put on, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the whole deal for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like a traditional film festival. It was more like we've got a movie theater. We're going to show some movies and have some guys do intros or something like that. No, it was more of a traditional uh, uh, film fest, and it should be oh, really? more what you were saying. Yeah, it should be more fantastic, festy, more genre-based films that correlated with some of the guests that they had there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they try to kind of run two simultaneous events, and you're not going to get those two crowds to kind of meet in the middle, or you know what I mean? It's two different types of. Crowds. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I've actually thought about doing that, and and I've yeah. kind of. We we sort of brainstormed on that idea, but the the conclusion that we came to was, uh, you know, you would basically be relying on two separate audiences because uh, how many people that go to the show that are going to sit through a panel that's you know like in a panel room are those same people going to go sit through a you know an entire movie just to hear uh, you know a Q and A that has probably already covered the same material and so we we kind of felt like it just wouldn't work. Um, Unless it well, was they, they, they might if you if they might if you had the 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 people the guests there presenting it and all that stuff like that for sure I think you know what I mean you'd have to market it in such a way and schedule it in such a way and charge accordingly in such a way to make it worth a damn like I was just telling Andy maybe before you got on I mean they have fucking Sam Jones and Melody Anderson there have a screening of fucking Flash Gordon man have a are you saying are you, are you saying that they didn't have a screening of they Flash didn't. Gordon no they oh what a what a missed thing. opportunity. That's what I'm saying. And they had, like like I said, they had half the cast of some, or like most of the cast of Sons of Anarchy. Show the last episode, let's say. You know, it's like an hour well, and 20 I'll, minutes. I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one of the things we did uh, back when I was still on good terms with the Texas Friday Weekend guys. Uh, we did a show where we had, um, they had Dieter Laser and uh, uh, Tom Six. And we yeah. did a live audio commentary for Human Centipede. And, man, it was packed. Like I mean, right. you could not you could not have fit another person in that room, and there must have been at least a thousand people in that room, and it was so go. much fun because like we're doing the live audio commentary, but we're also feeding off of the audience. Like the audience is like reacting to things that we're saying in the commentary. They're reacting to things that are happening in the movie. It was really an awesome experience. Um, and there you go. And, yeah. No, I, so I, yeah, yeah, to me, to me, stuff totally. like that. To me, stuff like that can work, and and like at our May Dallas show, we actually did have uh, Alamo Draft House. We had an Alamo Draft House screen room where they showed 
uh, movies and stuff during the show, and, and those were pretty well attended. But I think that the hard part is when whenever you try to take people off site, like if you say, well, you know, it's right around the it's right around the corner. It's even actually in the same building. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people walk by it all the time because it's right next to the hotel there, the Grand Hyatt. Mm-hmm. It's right yeah. there. The Lyle Cockrell Theater is right there. So it's a part of the whole convention center. I don't, I don't think there was enough promotion done to affiliate the two together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you right. went on one website, there wasn't like a link saying, we're part of this and all this. They tried to maintain their kind of separateness. You know what well, I mean? Well, it seems to me like the natural—it seems to me like the natural thing to do would have been have all the film festival stuff take place at night, so that when the show's over, you can tell everybody, "Hey, go check out the film festival," and right. that way, and that way, you're not really like overlapping the show with the film festival. You're not—you're not having people having to make a choice. You right. know, like yeah. they, they could basically say, like, "Hey, yeah, we got nothing else to do after the show's over. Let's go check this out." Well, that's how they, do, you know, that's how they do this stuff in uh, um, at Comic Con too. Whenever they do any yeah. of that film stuff, it's usually after the show. You know what I mean? And and that and that works for them too. So yeah, you're on to something. Yeah, quite you know pertinent for sure. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. You know? Have you have you guys ever have you guys ever gone to a screening at like Comic Con? I've done it. I've done it a few times. It's kind of a pain, right? Well, it's a, it's a pain, but but I'll tell you, man, it, it's uh, it's one hell of a way to see a movie. Because like, if you've never done it, I can see how in your mind you would think like, ah, I don't want to do this. There's too much other stuff going on at Comic Con. I want to go hang out with my buddies. I want to go drinking or whatever. But until you've actually done it, like where it's a like, I I'll never forget the first time I ever did it was for Saw, and uh, and this was like that would have been 2004, I guess. And and this was like about a good five months before the movie was going to actually come out, or, or four months or so before the movie was going to come out. So like nobody knew anything about this movie. The only thing they knew is that it was a horror movie, and um, and that you know they were premiering it at Comic Con, and Lionsgate did a real like kind of guerrilla marketing thing on it. So they filled the theater, and like everybody was you know they they kind of went into it blind. Like nobody knew what to expect. They just knew it was a horror movie. That's it. And uh, and it was really kind of a cool way to see it because you know it was it was it truly was one of the only times I think I've gone into a film at least in the internet generation it's one of the only times I've gone into a film where nobody knew what to expect and sure. uh, every, and everybody really like fed well off of it now the I think the very next one that I went to see which was a couple years later was Shoot 'Em Up. And uh, man, what a fun experience that was! Because <laughs> like right. everybody in that crowd, I mean, everybody in that crowd was in the right mood for that movie. And sure. and every scene in that movie, the way the way that it played, it was like being in the coolest concert you'd ever gone to. And and so, right. so I I can say that stuff like that, I think it's it's possible to have that work and be really cool. Yeah. But um, but I can also understand that like when you're at something like San Diego just for the sheer amount of stuff you're having to decide between, uh, right. I think, I think movies are going to be the first thing that are going to lose, you know? Of course. I, I, think, it's, I think it's like you're talking about, like if you set up like an evening, evening, um, programming, like I think Texas Frightmare is good about that with it's because since it is such a horror dominant, uh, convention, uh, yeah. 
it's, it's, it's really appealing at stuff. at nighttime to watch horror movies. I think that's that's True. about that's super appropriate for that show, you know. Right. right. And no, like, I agree. Like I said, unless you unless your film festival at the same time is having a, like a lot of genre related lineup that people are going to want to check out because they're into that stuff, then man, you're really going you're not going to get that cross pollination, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, I mean, I can tell you that we've done it, like, once or twice we've done that at our shows. Like, even even back before our shows kind of expanded and became really, really big, um, back when we were doing shows at the Plano Center and we were getting, like, 5,000 people, because we actually screened Saw the same year that it came out, and, and our show was... Our show was, like, at the beginning of October, and Saw came out at the end of October. So, like, it was still a good month before the movie opened. But at that point, like, you know, the hype was out there. Like, people were talking about it. And so people were like, yeah, you're going to want to see this. Um, and then I think we did another movie the very next year, which did not go over as well. And that was called uh, Three Extremes. And it's, uh, uh, you, know that, you know that movie? It's yeah, like a yeah, Japanese, yeah, Japanese horror anthology movie. Yep. And it was a really hard sell because it was like, okay, listen, this is not an American film. It's all subtitled, and and like, there's really, there's no, there's no instant selling point. Like, I can't say, oh, go see it because this guy's in it, or go see it because it's got this in it. Like, no, like the only selling point was it's a Japanese horror anthology movie, and and I man, it was like pulling teeth trying to get people to go to it. Um, sure. So, so sometimes I think it can work, but I think it really has to be the right film, and and I think it helps if you have you know talent like on hand, like like what you said earlier, Lee, about trying to do the last episode of Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy or something, and maybe sure. like like that would have been a great thing to do a live commentary with, you well, know, and have those guys like sit there yeah. and basically, you know, we're gonna assume if you're here, you've seen this, sure. so we're gonna we're going to talk throughout the episode. We're going to, you know, and, and even if like the guys that are there, like maybe they got killed off or whatever, and they're not in the episode, they can still talk about their experience working on the show. Yes. You, you know, fill the, fill the room up, man. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So yeah, I think but, there's, there's definite possibilities there. Now I'll tell you what I heard about Alamo city and you can tell me if okay. this is accurate or not. I, I heard that there was a lot of people there. Yep. Uh, nobody was spending any money. Um, um, no, we actually did pretty well, and I heard a lot of vendors made a pretty good scratch for sure. I think the vendors did okay. I think the artists really suffered. Like, uh, uh, and, and, I think that, have, yeah. and I think that here's here's why I think this is. Uh, I love Apple to death, and Apple is a big yeah. comics fan, and Apple is the kind of guy that like he purposely wants to try to pack out his show with as many artists as possible. And while that's really, and while that's really cool and really nice of him to do that, there is such a thing as too many. And, and I think that, I think that he maybe kind of overdid it on the artist side of things. And, and basically what happens is you get to a point where when you have so many artists that are all fighting for that same dollar, then nobody's going to really make any money. You know, like they'll, they'll sure. make a little bit of money, but they're not going to do, the only guys that are going to do extremely well are the guys that, you know, really show up with presence and, and, you know, maybe like right. uh, familiarity to them, you know? Sure. No, no, I can see that for sure. Um, 
I yeah, I like some of the only stuff I bought was from artists, which was pretty cool. Also, you know what I mean. So yeah, I can I can see that though, but I, I don't know. You know, during when when I was walking, here's the thing. Friday, you know, for you know how it is. You've run conventions already, and you run them throughout the year. You know how it is. Like a Friday is always shit. You know what I mean? It's not like San Diego where people make it. It's in the summer and it's a destination, and people plan that shit out. There's no one from fucking Missouri or fucking Illinois going to fucking uh, Alamo City Comic Con. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you know, I've, all, I've, all, I've always said. I've always said that unless you are a giant show like San Diego, New York, or Chicago, sure. there's no point in doing Friday. It's just a waste of everything. Right. Yeah, it's always the weakest day because it's always the weekend because you're going to get all the people in the city wanting to fucking check it out and all that stuff like that. And the lines to get tickets were long as fuck on Saturday. I was like, holy fuck. They were just amazingly long. And this is testament to, like, like what we were just talking about, you know. You talk about it's a school day, you know. You know the kids aren't going to go. People are working, you know what I mean. Saturday and Sunday are going to be your days, you know. And even yeah. had a little preview night thing. Which was fine and cool, but very sparse. Of course, not like preview night at San Diego, because people aren't waiting again in a preview night at Elmo City Comic Con. Let's say, you know, not that who cares. It's fine, you know. Any couple bucks you can make on a fucking night setting up, that's set up day anyway, so it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think they're expecting a San Diego crowd anyway when it comes to this stuff. You know, but yeah. um, they're better served probably having it on a uh, a, a Saturday Sunday. I think. Yeah, I do too. I th- I think that, I mean, honestly, I think that the reasons that people do it uh, most of the time, from what I'm able to to figure out, is that it's either one of two things. It's either they're already paying for the space, you know, and they figure, well, why not? Why we're already going to be paying for this. Why not go ahead and use it while we have it? Which sometimes is not. That's not always the best way to to look at it. And sure. um, the other reason that they do it is because they think that uh, it, it's basically they, they feel like it's going to be more money in everybody's pocket. And that's not necessarily true, especially if right. it's the same people. If it's the same people coming on Friday that are coming on Saturday and Sunday, you know, they're not going to spend more money because they're coming on Friday. You know, most most people, I would say, on average, are you know, they, they're going to go to a show with a certain kind of budget in mind and they're not going to spend more than that budget, you know? Yeah, and, and so okay, it doesn't yeah. really matter if you give them an extra day, you know, they may spend the money sooner, but I don't think they're going to spend more money. Uh, so I've always felt like Friday is a mistake. I, I think the only time it really makes sense is, I mean, we've done it a few times where what we'll do is we'll have dealers setting up on Friday, but we'll tell people if you want to come up and get your ticket, like if you want to pick up your ticket so that it's in hand so that you don't have to worry about it Saturday morning, then yeah, come sure. on Friday, we'll be there, we'll open up the box office for you. And, right. and I think that, that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, to actually open the show, I feel like you're just kind of wasting everybody's time. Unless you know for a fact it's going to be super fucking packed like San Diego is. There's just no right. point to doing it. It's an interesting yeah. psychology that that depends on I think it depends on the guests and it depends on the show. Like, um, for example, like a J. Scott Campbell or an Adam Hughes, I think would will, will always do pretty good on a Friday. You know what I mean? Where if it's if there's like any indication that there may be limited supply of something that they have, 
Um, do do you think that would factor into how well they would do uh, on a on a supposedly a slower day or an intro day? I'm sorry. What's the, what's the question? Do I think that people like Adam Hughes and Jason Campbell would do better on a Friday than they would on a regular day? Is that what you're asking? No, I'm saying like if they're. I, I think guys like that would do pretty well just because um, there would be people worried about supply of something they had, an exclusive for something. Right, right. Um, that's definitely not the case, I know, with a lot of people where you could, you know, where there's still inventory of stuff you want on Sunday. Like, sometimes that's not the case. Um, you know what's interesting is a guy like Jeff Darrow, um, I've noticed always leaves early on Sunday because I think he does almost all of his business on the first two days. And then he just bounces for like early Sunday morning. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I could see that or, or, you know, maybe it's a case of he doesn't want to spend his last two hours of the show, you know, buried in a sketchbook or something, you know, maybe in his mind, it's like, you know, I, if if it's if I haven't sold this stuff by now, it's not worth me sticking around to sell it. I, I don't know. It could be any number of things. Right. Um, I have noticed that though. Like I've noticed he does tend to leave early. Um, and I've also noticed like uh, Bernie and Liz a lot of times. Like when they go to shows, when they travel out of town, they'll leave early. Uh, but, but their whole thing is that they just want to allow themselves time to get to the airport where they're not trying to rush to like get through, you know, baggage claim and stuff like that. So. You know, their 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 situation is more of a, you know, we want to make this as easy on ourselves as possible type of thing. Yeah. And I can't say I blame them for that, you know, especially if they're traveling somewhere like overseas. You know, it probably really makes sense then. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could totally see all that. For sure. That doesn't excuse you guys for not coming down. Fucked up, man. Yeah, San Antonio, that, that drive to San Antonio, Lee, that last, like, yeah. hour and a half, it's fucking soul-crushing. <laughs> right. You could do it. I'm worth it. I am going to come down for uh, Fantastic Fest, though. And, and oh, it's in Austin. Wow, well, I don't live in fucking Austin. That's great. Well, maybe you should drive up to Austin, you fuck. I might. I'm going to visit Andy probably next week for fucking Mondo Con and all that. There's a... Uh, their their record their record selection is going to be nuts because I think I they said oh come on do I have to pay shipping too motherfucker you're going there to the source you don't have to pay shipping I don't know they might charge me hey and Lee the best part is and the best and Lee the best part is that since the store is outdoors in the hot sun the records will already be warped when you buy them ooh <laughs> it's indoors it's indoors Mark. Okay, good. Are they not doing the they're not doing the outdoor tent like they did last year? They are set up so they, they've split it up between the Holiday Inn across the street and the and the Marchesa Hall, which is where it was last year. So um a lot of the heavy hitters, the Aaron Horkies, the Mondo, the Micah Mitchells are gonna be in the Holiday Inn and then everyone else will be in uh Marchesa. I don't want to see those guys, though. They, they just hang out with each other. I want to see Jock. Good guy. Yeah, Jock, Jock might roll with us. Because he, he, did, he did them comics, but he understands. Well, I got to say, I, I kind of hate hearing that, because uh, I, I, I really hate the idea that 
things would be split up that way. I was kind of looking forward to uh, the one thing I did like about their setup last year was that everything was pretty close together. It's very close. Oh, you, you saw the Holiday Inn. It's right across the street. Yeah, I just don't want to have to walk back and forth across the street. Like, if, like, let's say, I, oh, I forgot something that it's at the Barteza, so now I got to walk back across the street to get it, type of thing. I'd just rather it all be in the same place. I think you're missing the operative word is it's right across the street. It's 30 extra feet. <laughs> it's about uh, 28 odd paces for you, my yes. friend. You can do it. It'll be all right. Actually, actually, what I'm what I'm dreading most of all, because it it just kind of came back to me, was the whole uh, uh, that morning line <laughs> to get into that thing is so ridiculous. Um, maybe this will alleviate that. Maybe like having everybody, like having half those guys at the Holiday Inn. Maybe you'll have the uh, like all the hardcore guys will go there, and and then you can just walk right into the Marchesa. It's once again, it's an interesting psychology because MondoCon is a first-hour con. Everybody wants the hot thing, so it is people, – people usually have, like, you know, a very ordered operation list, you know, high-priority targets, that type of thing. Sure. So that, that, that's, a, that's a con that the opening, I would say, four hours are the most money-making Hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remind me not to go those first four hours. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I don't really. I'll go to see you guys and see some of my friends that are going all that. I don't want I don't want to wait in line for anything. I don't want nothing. No, I can't. I can't do it. Hey, Lee, Lee, I'll tell, I'll spoil me. Lee, I'll tell you, when I went last year, uh I, I think I went like the first hour or two and yeah. then I and then I left because I had to go do like an interview and I came back Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I came back, like everything that I wanted, I still got. Mm-hmm. And, uh And it was so much more comfortable, like not having to mess with the line of people and like just being able to walk in. So yeah, you know, you might miss a couple of things, but um, it's almost worth avoiding that <laughs> that first like hour or two that you're there. I don't, I don't want any prints. I don't want any of that shit. Yeah, well, then, yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about going early, then. Yeah. yeah. I'll go, I'll I think do, I think you could do just as well to go on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, well, no, well, Saturday, we'll go, we'll drink, my boy Bryce's going to be there, you guys will be there, we'll go fucking hang out at Cully's, all that good shit, you know, fun stuff. You almost went last year. I almost did. But this year will be different. I will go this year. Uh, time permitting, of course, and uh, book permitting. But I will try to make it on a Saturday. And you guys are going when? On a Saturday or Friday or what? What day? I'm coming in Friday night. Okay, Friday. Where are you staying? I'm staying with my friend from college, my friend Rob. Look at you. Look at you. I'll figure out something. When are you coming in? Mark Walters? Uh, I haven't really decided, but it would probably be Friday, and I'm staying with Colleague. Okay. Is okay. the, uh, is Fantastic Fest after or the week of? No, nah, Fantastic after. Fest Fantastic Fest actually starts on Thursday and it goes through MondoCon. So like the oh, last night or actually I'm sorry, that's not true. The last night of Fantastic Fest is like the Thursday right before MondoCon. So it goes for a week. 
Um, so I so now that I think about it, I may actually be out there before uh, yeah. Thursday because I've got uh, I think I may be doing the red carpet for that Kurt Russell movie. So nice, Bone Tomahawk. I saw the poster; it looked pretty cool. Yeah. I'll be right back. I got to pop off for a couple minutes. Okay. Did I uh, did I miss any uh, like crank callers or anything like that? No, just Adam Tally. Oh yeah, did he call? Did he call in drunk? You're in there somewhere. You had a hell of a night, didn't you, buddy? Oh, and Tim Fisher, I believe. Tim, were you there? I don't know. You were apologizing to everybody on Facebook today or whatever for your. Oh, oh yeah, last night. Yeah, I got drunk. Oh yeah, he likes to tie one on. I don't know how you got drunk off that little bottle of schnapps, but whatever. No, he didn't see what else I drank. I drank like four Yinglings. I drank uh, three screwdrivers, big tall glasses, and that. And then that was I was just sipping on that, and I drank the whole thing. I drank a. I drank a. I drank a schnapps. Guys. <laughs> Right. Hey, anybody watch the uh, Emmy Awards last night? I'm watching them now. I'm trying to no, remember who no. it was. I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it might have been Peter Dinklage, but uh, there was somebody that got up that, like, they were in the same category as Jonathan Banks, and there was, like, three or four other dudes that, you know, were in that same category. And whoever it was that won, I think it was Peter Dinklage. I'm pretty sure it was Peter Dinklage. Uh, like he got a pair and he said something like, he said, man, you know, it's really amazing to be in a category with people, you know, certain, some of these guys. And he said something like Jonathan Banks. Wow. And then he doesn't say anything about the rest. (laughs) I was like, I was like, Oh, I see. So you're impressed with Jonathan Banks, but the rest of these guys give a shit. That's pretty funny. I was hoping Jonathan Banks would win, uh, especially that, the Better Call Saul episode that was just all about him. My God, he was great in that. All right. <laughs> Are you oh, uh, hey, Lee, have you gotten to the portion of the show where they uh, talk about final episodes of, of uh, final episodes of series that just ended or whatever? No, 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 no. I'm uh, I'm only forty minutes into it. <laughs> Well, let's just say that there's a portion of the Emmys where Andy Samberg introduces it and basically says something like, I think it's Andy Samberg does the introduction where he says, you know, a lot of shows, uh, we said goodbye to them or whatever. And then they proceed to show a montage where it shows like the big climactic scene of like every final episode. And it's just like spoiler after spoiler after spoiler. And (laughs) so like it goes to commercial and I was kind of, I'm watching it and I'm kind of thinking to myself, that's kind of a big move. Like, like, why would they do that? And then they come back, and Andy Samberg goes, "Welcome to the uh, Emmy." Uh, I, I can't remember how he phrased it. But he said, "Like, welcome to the Emmy spoilerific show," or something like that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm sure they caught some heat for that. Yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't read anything about the Emmys today, or the black, or the whatever. You know what I mean? About uh, I mean, what did you what did you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, 
I can't say there were a lot of surprises. Um, a lot of it to me seemed kind of like, it's kind of like how the Oscars over the last couple of years, it almost seems like it's been the makeup awards, you know, like, like, Oh, here's all the dudes that should have won an Oscar, but never did. So now we're going to give it to them type of like, thing. Yeah. Let's give it to John Hamm. Cause he's not going to Yeah, exactly. Like John, John Hamm has been nominated 16 times and never won. And it's like, okay, this is probably his last chance, you know, for like a leading role type of, you know, nomination. So, yeah, all right, let's just go ahead and give it to him. And uh, it kind of had that sort of feel to it, you know. Um, I mean, what was it? Julia Louis-Dreyfus won for Veep and uh, Veep won Best Series or whatever. I think the one that was kind of a surprise that a lot of people didn't expect was Regina King won for American Crime. And I think I think the reason that that was a surprise was more that the other people that were nominated in that category were like really high profile people like Kathy Bates and Taraji P. Henson for Empire and like all these people that were like, you know, you would have bet on any of those other people. And the fact that Regina King won it for American crime was a little bit of a surprise, uh, but, okay. uh, but I mean, she's great. Like, I don't know if you watch that show or not. I, I, I kind of got a little bit hooked on it, but what's funny to me What's funny to me about American Crime is it's a very frustrating show to watch. Because yeah, like the like the Strain. I don't watch the Strain, but no, that's an extremely frustrating show to watch. That's for sure. But American Crime is one of those shows that you know it kind of it kind of shows things like how they really are. You know, I mean it 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 shows how crime in America plays out and how the justice system is all fucked up and everything. So like when you're watching it, you're, you're, you're getting frustrated at the fact that, you know, this, this is the kind of shit that makes you angry when you hear about it. But because you're watching it in like a, a, you know, a a fictional narrative, you know, like you want things to resolve themselves and they don't really resolve themselves. So then it makes you more and more angry. And I think the biggest problem with the show that I had and, and one of the reasons why I don't know that I'll necessarily go back to it if it keeps going is uh, none of the characters, like none of them, are likable. Like every character on that show has something about them that makes them very unlikable. And, uh, uh. and so I don't know if that was intentional or not, but um, it's like, I, you know, I've talked about this with movies before, and it's kind of the whole Pulp Fiction analogy, like, you look at a movie like Pulp Fiction and everybody in that movie is essentially a bad guy, but you like them, you know, like there's, there's a charm to them. There's, there's something about them that makes them likable to where, you know, even though they're a bad guy, you still kind of root for them. Whereas on American crime, like everybody's a bad guy and you hate them. So it's, it's hard for you as a viewer to really get invested in a character and want to see, good things happen to that character or maybe want to see that character succeed because, you know, they're such despicable characters. Right. A friend of mine was saying that about the, uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with him, but he was saying about the league, you know what I mean? He's like, God, he's like, that's just fucking funny, but I just really hate everybody now. You know what I mean? They're just such fucking awful people to each other. I just, that kind of turns me off watching it. I'm like, you're fucking nuts for one. It's so fucking funny. Anyway, and Stephen Azizi is a big fucking fat fucking liar, but still won't stop me from fucking watching the show. You heard of that shit, right? What, the leak? Yeah. 
I've never watched it, but I'm familiar with it. You know Steve Renazzisi? He's one of the characters on the league. Oh, yeah, the guy, the guy that lied about being at 9-11. Yeah, whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty – in the list of things that are pretty despicable to do, <laughs> that's pretty high up there. Yikes. Hey, you know when I told everybody that I uh, was in the middle of 9-11? Yeah, I've been lying about that for the last 15 years. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. You just question everything I've ever done and think I'm a despicable human being, but it's okay. So that guy's I guess career, so that guy, that, that, bring up, you just you get stuck in kind of perpetrating it once you say it once, you know what I mean? That guy's career is over, back. right? And hope you don't, I, I don't know. It's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was just on his way to, like, really. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a career ender. If, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, not a good thing. I mean, Adam so Talley lied about 9-11. Adam Talley was drunk, though. He was drunk on 9-11, I think. He did. No, he, he, he meant to say he worked at 7-Eleven when that was going on. But, oh, you know. oh. <laughs> he worked, at, worked at Niger. Okay. Uh, let me read this long thing. All right, you guys talk real quick. i got to read some Amazon policy. Well, wait a minute. Who else on the call? Because I just called in. I haven't looked at the chat room or anything. Uh, Adam Talley was on the call. Is he still on the call? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, it's just me and you, baby. It's just the two of us? Well, you, can't leave. you can't leave now. Uh, I'm not leaving. I'm here. Oh, I'm here, baby. Oh, what Wait, what, hap- what happened to uh, Chang? Is he gone? He just had to step out for a second. He said he'll be back. Chang wouldn't lie about these things. By the way, I, like your, uh, I like your logo icon. Oh, you like <laughs> oh, it? <laughs> hey, four years running. Too lazy to change it. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't remember seeing that icon. Is that is that not new? No, it is not new. Oh, wow. I have, yeah, I'm too lazy, though. You remember I used to do a, one every week, but that's over. Yeah. <laughs> that ship is sailed. Hey, I saw, you know, I actually went to the movies uh, last week. That was sick. Uh, Everest. Oh, yeah? Any good? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. It was still good. I'm a big mountain movie man, you know. I really look, was looking forward to it because of the IMAX 3D aspect of it. Yeah. And I, I just don't think they... And I read another review that shared my sentiments. I don't think they utilize the uh, the 3D to its full advantage when you're, you know. I mean, that's kind of an event, little movie, you know, chance to show kind of the scale. I mean, they do, but you know what I'm saying? It just didn't wow the fuck out of me watching it. You know what I mean? So, so I, like I want to out- feel like a little fucking mountain, man. I want to feel so like, like all the all the advertisements. Way. So, like, all the advertisements that are saying, like, this is a movie you have to see in IMAX, like, you would not agree with that necessarily. 
Yeah, well, I would recommend, you know, it, I'd recommend a movie that big. It's probably a worthwhile thing just to get your own little thing on it. You know what I mean? You might Your mileage may vary compared to mine. But um, I'll tell you what, I did see a preview for The Walk, like a full preview for The Walk, you know, with a th- fucking 30 Rock there. Third rock from the sun. Oh, Luger. <laughs> that's awesome. Luger Gooper Scooper. I know. do. I do exactly. I do exactly what you're going for when you said it. That's pretty funny. Well, my my ex used to call my brother Thirty Richie Rock because he because he, back when he was young, everybody just said he looked like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But he's yeah, not I now. Can see it. He looks like I, a, I he looks like he does. He looks like Richie the Asian rock? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Thirty Richie Rock. So the the trailer for that in IMAX, the full trailer for that in IMAX in 3D looks fucking awesome. I fucking I couldn't wait. I was like, man, I wish I was seeing that right now instead of fucking what I'm gonna see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was amazingly impressed with the way they used the 3D. You really got that sense of height and scale. And I just can't wait to see it. I know it's coming out pretty soon, so uh, yeah, it's going to be a day one for me. I'll, I will definitely invest the money into watching that in IMAX and in 3D because they really captured that the height and the just the tension, and it, it looked really exciting. You know what I mean? It just it just looked really good, man. I was re- well impressed. Well impressed. That's, so I re- that's I, this I, month, I really right? That. Huh? That's this month, this week. I believe so. Is it this week? Uh, the it's, walk. I, the walk opens on September 30th in IMAX, and then everywhere else on like October 2nd, I think. Oh fuck! So that is no, that's next week. Was it Wednesday next week or what? Something no, like that, right? September September 29th is Tuesday. So September 30th is Wednesday. October 2nd is Friday. So it's it's a week from two days from now. It's it's a little over a week away. It opens on a Wednesday in IMAX, basically. Yeah, so Wednesday next week, right? I'll be there. Yeah. Perfect time, first showing. Who's the Who's director? That's Robert Zemeckis. I'll tell, yeah. I'll tell you what I I'll tell you what I've heard about it from someone I know that has already seen it, and they said that the again this kind of goes back to like I think we've talked about this before about how Zemeckis sort of hit that point in his career where, like, all the films that he makes are basically, like, film school projects. Like, they don't really... Like, he's totally lost the soul and charm that he used to have in his films. Like, now all of his films are just experiments, basically. <laughs> like, okay, let me see if I can shoot, you know, this movie. Like, like he got into that whole fucking... Uh, what do you call it? A dead-eyed, uh, you know, CGI bullshit motion capture phase which he finally got broke himself of and then he did you know movies like uh what lies beneath and uh castaway which what lies beneath was basically him proving he could make a horror movie and castaway i think was you know just more of a uh kind of like let's let's see if we can make this almost this entire movie with one person type of thing and so so basically like from my understanding from what they were saying is they said the walk is one of those movies that that yeah, looks cool and it's kind of neat, but you know, you pretty much know how the story is going to end already. And oh, yeah, you know. yeah. That's what I mean, I tell you, I've seen man on a wire. So yeah, I already know. Yeah. And, and, and basically what, and basically what this person said was they said man on wire is so good that 
this kind of pales in comparison because it's so good. You know what I liked from the preview is they they do tell the story of like how he stepped on a nail like right before yeah. he was supposed to do it, and you yeah. see that funky ass like Zemeckis, uh, you know, bug's eye view. It's just like, okay, I'll go for a super stylish version of Man on Wire. Like I don't, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you guys have seen that trailer, the full trailer, of course, right? I was totally, like, kind of uh, compelled by it, you know? I thought it was uh, I, I thought it was very interesting. I, I got very excited watching it. And maybe because I was watching an IMAX in 3D. But that's how I'm going to watch it. And, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to see it any other way. I'm going to go to the IMAX in 3D to watch it. So I, I'm, I'm looking for it to be a spectacle type of movie.
You're crazy. Was... <laughs> When's that come out, Mark Walter? I think it opened in New York and L.A. on Friday, but it opens wide uh, this coming Friday. No, when will it be available to download on the um, department? Uh, I would know, Lee. That would be your department. Okay, I'll check it out. It'll exist. Talk to, talk to your people. Holy flick, <laughs> Holy fuck. Why not? We're seeing them in the theater or no? Uh... Man, it's hard to say. I mean, I saw two movies back-to-back that both kind of had the same impact on me. I saw Black Mass, and I saw uh, Sicario, like, a day apart. And, oh, um, Black Mass. Well, both movies are the same. They they have really great performances, like, really good casts. Uh, Black Mass especially has a great cast. Like, it's it's almost like a... I mean, it's it's kind of almost like a dream cast movie. Like, it's got so many great people in it. But you're saying the graphics sucked up. Is that what you're saying? Dude, they're both, dude the, uh, yeah. the cinematography, cinematography in Black Mass, I thought was amazing. Like, yeah, cinematography is great. I mean, the, the acting performances are great, and you could say the same thing about Sicario. Sicario is directed by uh, Dillis Villeneuve, the guy that did Prisoners, and uh, he's he's great. Like, he 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 knows how to bring uh, really strong performances out of his cast and everything. The problem is that um, both of the movies are so bleak, and they they even end very bleak, you know, to where, like, you walk out of it and you're just kind of like, ugh, you know, it just drained you. And, and like, in the case of Black Mass, um, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it's like any crime drama movie you've ever seen. Like, it, it's a very by-the-numbers type of movie. You know, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of big surprises in it, and um, and the interesting thing about Black Mass is that it focuses on two primary characters. It focuses on Whitey Bulger, but it also focuses on John Connolly, who's played by Joel Edgerton. And I thought the John Connolly character is actually the more interesting of the two characters, um, which kind of makes sense why the movie, in a way, sort of shifts the focus, especially in the second half. It really kind of shifts the, the focus more on him. And um, so it's kind of one of those, like, yeah, Johnny Depp's great. He, he does a great job playing Whitey Bulger, but that's pretty much all you really get from the movie. Like, there's – I wouldn't recommend it to anybody I know. I wouldn't want to see it again. And that's kind of the same thing with Sicario. Like, Sicario's got really strong performances, but it's real bleak and kind of depressing. And, you know, once you get to the end of it, you're just kind of like, all right, well, that was, you know, forgettable enough. So – I don't know. Uh, it just seems like a lot of the movies that are coming out nowadays, you know, they're they're very well performed, but they're not they're not movies I would want to revisit. It was funny. I saw Black Mass at Alamo, and as part of their pre-roll, they showed a news story about these um, middle school girls who wrote to Whitey Bulger in prison, mm-hmm. and like Whoa. became. Became pen pals with Whitey Bulger. What the fuck? So that was a weird kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely depressing, like you said, Mark. But like for, <laughs> like the unintentional uh, ending for me was oh, and then he writes to some middle school girls after this, he goes to prison. So it had a happy ending. 
Yeah, that is weird. And I mean, they kind of, I guess they kind of sort of allude to, you know, like his sort of creepiness factor, like when he's around women and stuff. I mean, there's, there's certainly some allusions to that in the film. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like after a while watching the movie, it was like, okay, yeah, Johnny Depp is he's playing this creepy, ugly-looking guy really well, but is that all there is to it? I mean, like, is there any more to this than just him playing that role? I mean, I don't know. It just, it just didn't really do much for me. And I, I felt like the film was so... It was a little too familiar. Like, there, there wasn't anything to really surprise me or make me think, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. There's such a template with crime movies, especially uh, mob movies, that you kind of always want – for me, I always find myself wanting it to be more like, why can't this be more like Goodfellas? Or why can't there be a sure. turn where it's like a Henry Hill type of situation where he's uh, you know, busted and running from his superiors? And, the, and it, that's, it's a hard thing to get past. But I definitely felt that too. Like it was, it seemed a little bit lackluster. Uh, it wasn't as good as Goodfellas or Donnie Brasco, for that matter. <laughs> wow. Well, blue, blue, blue. Yeah, you know, well, it's funny you bring that up, Lee, because I I was talking to somebody after the movie, and I said, I said, if you want to see a movie like this that that actually does sort of work and it's a similar type of template, I would recommend something like Blow because there's a certain charm to Blow. And and I think Blow has more of a character arc because, like, in Black Mass, like, the Whitey Bulger that you meet at the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. 75, is really not any different than the Whitey Bulger you see at the end of the movie and, you know, several years later. So. Hmm. So, wait for a leaflet. See what you're saying. Let me tell you. Wait for a leaflet. They're selling it really well. Like I think it's it's one of the stronger trailers I've seen in a while. Sure. Um, that that's what got me interested in it. You know. Um, but yeah, I I, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Mm. You're right. Oh, I ask you guys something. What was it? God. Uh, what was it? Irrelevant. Damn, you nasty fuckers. TV related? Did you watch Mr. Robot? I love Mr. Robot. My I God. Was what what really a good. Uh, it was complete shock how good it was to me. Sure. Oh, I thought it was fucking great. I thought that it was filmed well. I thought it was done well. And there's some parts that you're just like, all right, all right, so settle down, guys. Yeah. But overall, I just really enjoyed it. They had a the one. They had a really powerful episode, which was halfway through, which girl gets abducted, that one. Prison I break? I really liked that episode. The The prison... Yes. Yes. Really, that's quite good. Yeah. Even though you know like, what's going to happen, sort of, it just still, they handled the emotional beats and the pacing beats 
and the intensity of all that fairly well where you're like, How, what is going to happen here? You know what I mean? Yeah. They really did a good job with that. They had this great scene in the beginning where you don't know what the fuck is going on. They're Lee fucking Hazelwood and Nancy Sinatra songs playing at this fucking restaurant. You know what I mean? And they're just looking at you like, oh, what? Yeah. Pull back. And then, you know, they have, uh, they have some of the best intros of a show. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, all you have to do is watch. If you're not, if, you know, you watch the first episode, you're like, okay, all right, all right. All you got to do is watch the second episode. And see that kind of Kubricky opening that they have mm-hmm. with the conference room and all that stuff, the music that's droning and has that kind of Wendy Carlosy music happening and all that stuff like that. It's fucking hey. awesome. It's intense and it's kind of funny too because he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> he's like, "You need to work for me." And he's like, "Um, no." He's like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> you know, it's just, hey, oh, hey recorded live. Donaldson here. Oh, oh, he's back. He's back. I'm back. What's up? It's a show that acknowledges its influences. Like, it sure. It knows you've seen Fight Club. It knows you've seen all, all of David Fincher's movies. Like, all the music, all the cinematography, it's all there. But um, it doesn't it doesn't really... It, it goes beyond that. Like it tells a long story that goes beyond just Fight Club esque uh, shenanigans. You know what I mean? Sure, and it and it, and it tells a it tells a very uh, interesting story too. You know what I mean? I right. think they do it in a uh, you know you, you, if you read like reviews on it and stuff like that by anybody worth a fucking damn, they'll say how close it is to actual what they're actually talking about. How mundane, mm-hmm. and, you know what I mean? They, they, they did, they've done their research when it comes to the, the technical aspects of all the hacking and all that stuff, which is which is which is cool. You know what I mean? I, I like the I like the the villain is fucking just this. I I, I thought he was great in his fucking maniac wife. And oh, just, I, I don't know. It was all very interesting. You know, because you love, love that maniac him. wife. What's that? Uh, there's the yeah, that's like the American Psycho part of the of the of the yeah, movie. Oh sure, or the oh, show, yeah. Was, and that chick is fucking deadly gorgeous. Oh my god, is she gorgeous? Dude, All prego what? and prego European evil. <laughs> to fucking strap into the bed and have your way with me, kind of. Wow, she's ready to pop that fucker out. She still wants some deep dick and the way she wants it. Yeah, interesting stuff. I like the lengths he goes to also to try to get his end game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just like that. Yeah, just, just overall, just character-wise, is well acted. It's kind of over the top sometimes, for sure. But it, I don't know. It just worked. You know what I mean? It was just it was the only show for the longest time it was airing that I looked forward to every week. I was like, right. well, I can't wait to watch the next episode of this. You know what I mean? Because it's so interestingly done. And I, I was reading a review of it, and someone was talking about, how they were, you know, like I was. I was shocked it was on USA because they referred to it as the, uh, oh, what was the analogy they used? The Sunglasses and Something Network. They just nailed it with, you know, their whole fucking world pain suits. And, you know what I mean? Where everything takes place on the beach and everybody's wearing sunglasses and three-piece suits kind of 
shows that they usually have. I what was the Chris Campbell's? Words they used, but I thought it was nailed it totally. Nailed their programming. You know what I mean? What was Bruce Campbell's show on there? Uh, uh, Burn Notice. Burn Notice was that USA as well? Yeah, it was USA. Also, yes. Yeah, so you got Real Pains. You got uh, uh, I forget what other shows that that have lasted like nine seasons that you never knew that they did. Oh, you, Spike. Your aunt's watching them. You know Spike what I mean? was really big oh, on there. Yeah, Psych was huge on there. Uh, what else? Suits, right? That's a pretty big mm-hmm. deal on there. And his shows have been around forever and ever and ever. And you're like, wow, still don't know. I still don't know what uh, Royal Pains is about. I have no idea. What it sounds more like a sitcom. Royal Pains is he was like a a a, a fucking uh, uh, he's he's got the Jewy fro, and his brother had a Jewy fro too. They're real annoying looking, and. Um, he was like a discredited doctor or something like that. I forget what happened, but he goes to the Hamptons or Miami Beach or Newport. or somewhere where there's a beach and there's weird shit going on. And he was like the uh, the uh, doctor, surgeon, troubleshooter guy that you go to for nefarious shit kind of deal. You know what I mean? Right? Is that the premise of that? Am I mistaken? Isn't there a show called Nefarious Shit? Uh, there will be shortly. <laughs> or TNT. Right, but that was like star? a plot, you know what I mean? Right. He was like kind of like a uh, doctor that fucking whatever got discredited for something and some mob guy or whatever that's on South Beach or whatever the fuck they use him. To, you know, like, oh, call this doctor up, dude. Kind of deal. I, I think. Right. I mean, it goes to show you that they've been programming popular and quality stuff for a while. And the fact that they can that they saw this script or they got this pitch for this show and, you know, brought it to, brought it to life. Oh, you know, sure. it, yeah, shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't, it shouldn't surprise me, but it's, it, I'll, I'll tell you where it was like, got the oh shit out of me. It's when, um, what's the guy's name? The European dude. Um, Terrell. It's when Terrell goes gay for pay. Yeah. And that's then, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And wipes up, the guys come off the guy's butt. Yeah. <laughs> off screen. It's like, what? <laughs> like, the fuck? I was like, whoa. Damn. And it was like business as usual because, like, I got to do what I fucking got to do. Yeah. This is my end game. All right. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Man. This is crazy shit. Yeah. You said I was like, this game. is on. This is, this is USA? Holy shit. This is, yeah. End, yeah. What? End game on many levels, sir. What what show are you talking about? Mr. Robot. Oh, it's called Robot? Mr. Robot. Oh, Mr. Robot. Okay. Yeah. When's it on? Yeah. It's um, on on like Mondays or something, Tuesdays on USA. Migo, I'm going to do, do a search real quick and just watch a video while you're... While yeah, you're yeah, talking. yeah. Watch the trailer, dude. It's pretty fucking dope, dude. Yeah. It's really well done. I've always liked that guy, too. Um... Since the Pacific, you know. Yeah, and then you're like, "What the fuck happened to you?" He didn't age at all, which is weird. Right. Rami, fucking whatever the fuck. So apparently, so my friend was at the uh, uh, last a uh, couple weeks ago because his wife is the uh, uh, the TV critic for our paper here. So every year mm-hmm. she goes to this fucking huge thing in Los Angeles and all that shit, where all the TV shit happens and all that stuff like that. Hello, and a couple weeks, you know Hello. what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, right. he was at Mr. Robot yeah, Party. He said that guy was the, the bell of the fucking ball. Everybody wanted to talk to that fucker. to remember that. Hey, come on. Turn your fucking speakers down. Yeah, turn your fucking oh. shit down, Donaldson. Hey, hey, sorry. It's, I didn't realize that that was happening. Sorry about that. Put on your beats. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. All right, my bad. <laughs> I forgive you. Um, but yeah, he said he was like the fucking bell, of the fucking ball. Like everybody wanted to fucking yap with that fool. He's a he's like in a while. He's an actor, actor. You know, I because like he's in Night at the Museum. He's in the Pacific. Like the dude gets work, and he's he seems to be very versatile. You know. Yeah, he's very versatile. Yeah, he, he, he did a good job of that. He's got those wily fucking bug eyes and all that shit like that, you know? Yeah. He did a good job, man. I, I was, uh, I couldn't be more impressed with his performance. And even fucking Christian Slater of all fucking people, you know what I mean? Christian Slater, I think, to, in my eyes, hasn't really aged that much either. Like, yeah, he still always looks like Christian Slater to me. Sure. Um, so, I think it, this is a good role for him because he's recognizable, but you you can't really pinpoint what's going on with him. So, sure. I think it's great I think, casting. I think, yeah, I think they did a good job, really good job with the casting and all that stuff. And just plot-wise, I think it, it paints itself really well as, as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you find out the big reveal of things. If you go back and kind of watch some of this stuff again, you'll see how that all kind of makes sense. I I always and expected the way that it. I won't describe now for people who haven't seen it, but you watch it, be like, oh, okay, well yeah. he's not doing this. That's, that's interesting. You know what I mean? You don't you take it for granted whilst you're watching it, of course. I but. Uh, I want to. I kind of want to get into spoilers because you're the only person I know that watches the show. Oh sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. That's fine. These fuckers aren't gonna watch anyway, so whatever. We're so just as fair warning to anybody listening to this later, we are going to get a little bit spoilers. Yeah, we're gonna fucking spoil the fuck out of it. Go ahead. Um, are the rest of the. Uh, F Society guys in his head or are those real people? I think they're real. Okay. Yeah, I think they're real. And is it like the Tyler Durden thing where he sometimes talks to them as Mr. Robot and he sometimes talks to them as uh, yes, the guy? absolutely. Because when you see Mr. Robot interact with some of them alone, it's him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But and they're if you never. Go back and watch certain shit. Like I watched, we watched. Uh, I think part of uh, the one where he infiltrates uh, fucking Black Mountain or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called, right? And if you watch yeah. that, whenever Christian Slater is talking in the van, no one is responding to him in right. the van. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one is. Which is interesting, you know. Yeah. So they really plan that kind of out. The only one confusing part, maybe if I watch it again, is when him and Tyrell are talking. Mm-hmm. Because it's actually probably what's his face Elliot talking to him. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, it, it begs to probably we watch to get all those hints and all that. I mean, you kind of figure it out watching the show. It's not a massive shock. You know what I mean? But they handle they, it very well, I think. Yeah, and they build it. They build it in a way that um, 
they do kind of acknowledge it because I do like the part where he breaks the fourth wall. He goes, you've known this entire time, haven't you? And I was like, yes. Yes, I know. right. <laughs> well, the jig is up when he's like, yo, I'm your sister, dude. What the fuck? And you're like, right. uh, what else? What else? Here it yeah. comes. Here it comes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they've already established a certain thing, let's say, that happens ahead of time. So once it keeps going, you can kind of figure it out. I, I, I guess it, some of the things might make you question, like, when he gets thrown off the pier, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That, that kind of deal. Like, well, would he just jump off or something like that? And he did because it's all in his fucking head and all that. It's just – they just did a good – I don't know. It, it, I forgive that type of stuff. You know what I mean? I could, I could mm-hmm. have dealt without some of the kind of self-choking shit and all that stuff like that in the last episode or two, right? I don't remember that. What was that? Or he was in a bar fighting himself, you know what I mean? Yelling at oh, okay. himself. Oh, like that. I could, I could, yeah, I could deal without that kind of fight clubby shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where they really did that, it's like, well, you, you didn't have to do that just to show the world everything fucking crazy and shit like that. And I think that might have got a little contrived towards the end a little bit. I didn't care, though, because I was just along for the ride, and I just appreciated it. Yeah, and, and at that point, you're kind of invested in the story enough that you want to know what happens. That was clearly. Sure. Yes. What was going on with me? It was just a fun, well done, interesting fucking show. You know what I mean? It was just like kind of a, it came out of nowhere for one. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's always a good surprise where you're not anticipating something to be as good as it is. And it comes out, you're like, oh, shit, what's happening here? You know what I mean? And that that was one of the shows. It definitely had that uh, Breaking Bad feel to me. Like, oh, why isn't anybody else watching this? Who can I talk to do this about, you know? (laughs) Exactly, right. Yeah. Like I said, that one episode was real. Man, I was just, I just thought that episode was so well done. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, because it was like, how the fuck is he going to work this out? (laughs) You know what I mean? How is this going to fucking happen? How is he going to get out of this unscathed? He's not. And even <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just he's not. You know? Yeah. But it's just but you think he's go it just it was really well done and it was you know, it's kind of a little interlude. It's all that it's stuff, a, but it's it's a great uh, misdirection. It's a great misdirection because his brother um you I know, the crime I the I'm crime guys What? I'm gonna run, I'll talk to you later. My phone's almost dead. All right. Later, Mark. Hey, later, yeah. Mark. Later, Mark. I think, I think that crime guy. Um, you know, they 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 throw so much attention at him, but then, uh, you know, Elliot's like, "Well, wait, what about you? Like, why are you, why are you so hot to get your brother out?" And he figures it out. It's <laughs> right. Like, oh, you you're you're want like, to like, die? <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Like, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, yeah, I like how he figured his way out of that situation yeah. you know it's just like oh shit it was just it was good it was like you know nice little emotionally wrought kind of episode you know yeah but yeah it was pretty well done man really enjoyed it was just enjoy it was an enjoyable show to watch i was like kind of just watching it it's one of those shows like 
I like watching visually also because they did a lot. <laughs> Just film-wise, they did a lot. You know what I mean? I think they went the extra mile. Obviously, and uh, and just filming that show, which was good, did not go unappreciated by me for sure. You know what I mean? Do you know you you've taken a film class before, haven't you? Of course. There's like a uh, there's a there's a technique you use. How else would I know the term "mise You think I would have learned that out of nowhere? You are totally mispronouncing that, by the way. Mise en scène. Miss <laughs> Twenty years um, ago. Come on, give me a break. There, there there's a way you shoot uh, a conversation between two characters. So, like, if you're looking at a rectangle, um, you put one person on the left hand side of the screen looking to the right. Right. And then when you cut to the person that is listening to the conversation, you shoot sure. that person. Uh, on the right-hand side looking left. So it, right. psychologically, it turns into like, okay, here is a wall that, um, here's a wall I'm standing at and I'm turning around to look at the other guy. It, it just, for whatever reason, they figured out, okay, this is the most um, psychologically uh, pleasing way to shoot a conversation. Sure, sure, yeah, of course. <laughs> In Mr. Robot, they put this, they put the guy on the left-hand side of the screen, and he's looking off to the left-hand side of the screen. And it's just yeah, something... Like, there's, there's like a pillar in front of him. It's like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? They do a lot of weird shit like that. Like, definitely, like, they are breaking film rules just to, I think, mess with the audience a little bit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. To kind of have that kind of disconnect that the main character kind of feels with everything around him, you know what I yeah. mean? And I think that really plays up to it, you know? And they, 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 they're they really smart about it. Whatever, whatever the creative team is on that, besides the main guy, fucking Sam, fucking my name is Ishmael, whatever the fuck his last name is, <laughs> Sam, you got Ishmael, it. what the fuck, what the fuck? That's it, Who is Ishmael. Yeah, that's the, you know, he's uh, married to, uh, what's her face, right? Or they're banging or whatever, the chick from fucking, uh, what's it called? Um, what the fuck show is that? On Showtime? Mm, Masterson? No, 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 no. Um, the fucking family. Oh, oh. Um, Shameless? Shameless, yes, yes. That chick. What the fuck's her name? Emmy Rossum. Yes. Well done, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Doing good. He's all right. <laughs> Mr. Robot's doing okay. Doing right for himself. Oh, sure. Yeah, he did all right. Ain't no time. Well, yeah. Definitely one of the best shows I saw last year, for sure. I, what, watching as much X-Files as I've seen, mm-hmm. I know when they, I know when they shoot New York as fake New York, where it's right. Montreal as New York. Mm-hmm. They they do so many things to showcase. No, this shit is actually in New York, like Times Square. Right. Um, really noticeably New York shooting. So it cannot be a cheap show. Like they have not cut any corners on this show, as far as I can tell. No. Yeah, they're uh, they're really going to. They're really playing up the uh, 
the city as a character, which is good, you know? And they did the right. same for Daredevil, I think, too, because they shoot a lot of that in New York as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Convincingly in New York, yeah. Right, which is important, you know what I mean? I think. You know, like that. I still haven't finished that show. Me neither. What's with that yeah. show? <laughs> uh, I don't show? know. We just stop. We just fall off. Where did you fall off? Oh, episode eight, maybe? I'm like eight or nine. I saw oh, a new right? Did you see that? But for kind of no reason, really, right? Yeah. Yeah, that mean. show, for whatever reason, doesn't have a good episode-to-episode hook. It does, and it does. It's weird, right? Yeah. Because you'll watch an episode and be like, wow, it's fucking awesome. And you watch another episode and be like, that was still good, you know, but it's just like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's something where it's just like, yeah, you're right. You know, there's not, there's, it's missing that element to really get you watching the next episode right the fuck away and staying up mm-hmm. past your yeah. time or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. We're not the only ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, is that so right? weird. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and you're the only ones that haven't done that. There's t- t- plenty of people I know is like, oh, yeah, I still got to watch the last two or three episodes. Same deal. So weird. No, what I was asking is, do you know other people that dropped off of Daredevil because they got bored or something? Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a bunch of people. Yeah. But they're like, oh, that show's fucking awesome. I haven't seen the rest of it. Just the same as we're talking right now. Right. And they, they can't even explain it either. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you just fall off. <laughs> I don't know why. So my, episode eight or nine must be like a really like, oh, who gives a fuck? I, I can't even remember. You know what I mean? I can't even pinpoint it myself. It must yeah. be something, though. It was just like, oh, whatever, who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of lame. <laughs> Did you see a ninja fight? Like him fighting a ninja? Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. That's I think that's eight or nine. Around eight or nine, right? Yeah. Oh, Kingpin fucking decapitated man with a door? Yep. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah. I don't know what. What's it got to do? What's it got to do? What's it got to show me? <laughs> There's something where something stagnated, and you, we just off. were like, "Okay, who cares?" Yeah, I feel like I'm robbing myself. I should probably watch it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of weird. <laughs> weird to fall off like that. But that's a, it, that is a very interesting phenomenon you bring up because I totally feel the same way. And like I said, we are not alone in this aspect. I've known people that have I've known people that have just stopped right around where we're at, right around that spot, for yeah. one reason or another. So maybe they, I don't know what happened during the time we were watching it. Maybe Game of Thrones came on or something like that. You know, right? It was right around that time, really, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of preoccupied and didn't fall back on the bandwagon or something. I don't. Maybe I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. Did you watch? I feel like, uh, I feel like watching it now. Did you watch season three of Orange Is the New Black? I did not. Any good? Okay. That one had a slow start for me, but then like I hit like episode seven or whatever, and then I was just on the like that was all the momentum I needed to sure. uh, get sure. going again, and then I just plowed through that like four episodes at a time. And, and it's good. 
Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I haven't seen all the episodes. I haven't seen all season two actually. I saw the two is last. Cu- I saw the last couple episodes. Put into the first one. Two is really good. Like yeah, I like how two ended too. And I thought they were really good. Yeah. When is uh, Man in the High Castle gonna come on? Well, I don't know that one. Ooh, you gotta watch the. You you haven't seen the uh, pilot episode of that? No. Oh, you gotta watch that shit, dude. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. They did a thing called Pilot Season last year or whatever. Where On Netflix Amazon? Had, yeah, Amazon has a bunch of shows. Look it up real quick. Amazon has a bunch of shows that they have the pilots for, and you get to vote on them. Like the Amazon the viewers get to vote on them and shit like that. And that was the one that won. It was like that and two other shows that are like 12 shows or something like that. It's I know really Cranston, Cranston had one. Um, either McGee or some other director had another. Yeah, I think that I was think another was... winner too. Yeah, Man in, the, Man in the High Castle. Who the fuck developed that one? I forget. But it's about it's a based on the Phil K. Dick story, or the book about the uh, uh, the Axis winning the war. So it's mm-hmm. kind of an alternate fifties, sixties fucking deal where the fucking Japan and fucking Germany have taken control of America and all that shit like that. Really right. good. Yeah, watch the well, you should watch the pilot episode, dude. It's about an hour you know, it's an hour long. You'll you'll want to watch more. That like one by a landslide because it was so fucking good. I was very impressed by it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, check that do shit you, out, dude. What do you think the turnaround time on that is like to film new episodes? Once it gets selected, well, this, ha- this happened a long time ago. So this happened about six or I think six months ago or so. So mm-hmm. I think it's coming out fairly soon, actually, because they were like, "Yo, we're, I think they spearheaded it right away after they found out that this was one of the overwhelming champions of that contest." You know what I mean? Right. And then people wanted to fucking see it. So uh, yeah, de- definitely fucking filming. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if it came out right around Christmas time or around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Binge watched on that, yeah. It, it's worth checking out. Yeah, well, you should watch the uh, the, the, uh, the the pilot for it. Tell me what you think. I thought it was really well done. I've got. I've had that Amazon Prime for a while, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I've never gone and watched all those pilots that you're talking about because I've heard good things, good shit. Yeah, yeah, it's worth checking out. Just for your own curiosity, just to see what the hell's doing. I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing, too, to watch pilots of things that will get made or not get made kind of deal also. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never really get a chance to do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, watching it, it's like, wow, man, they, they went full on with it, man. I mean, you, you just think of how many pilots get made that no one ever gets to see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like, oh, shit. Ooh, ooh. But you saw, you've seen Heat Vision and Jack. Have you seen that? Of pilot? course, oh, Heat Vision and Jack is fucking awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It's just a pilot. But... Yeah, you're right. Do you want to review? No. What's okay. that? Review. It's um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cutler from fucking um, uh, what's it called? East Down and Down. Cutler. Yeah, April or Cutler. Yeah, Cutler. He was the fucking the principal. Oh, the Andy Daly. 
Andy okay. Daly, yes. So here's a yes. show on Comedy Central. I think it's on Comedy Central. Oh, I watch it on Hulu. It is the fucking funniest show out there right now for fucking fucking A, dude. He, he, he's a reviewer, right? It's like mm-hmm. a reality show, let's say. It's a reviewer, you know? And he review, he doesn't review books or anything. He reviews life. So he gets to... <laughs> It's just fucking funny as fuck. You just have to watch it. Just start from the jump. You'll be hooked. It is so fucking funny, dude. It's awesome. Like, you know, viewers just suggest, hey, you should do this. I would always wonder what it was like to do this. Okay, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And it all kind of, you just have to see it, dude. It, I, I, I don't want to ruin it for you. It is fucking funny as shit. <laughs> I've heard him talk about it, but again, like I haven't seen it. So yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Right. I mean, it's on season two right now, but my friend was telling me about it a couple, two weeks ago and he showed me a couple of episodes. I was just fucking, oh, I was on my ass. It's so fucking good. It, yeah. it is really, really fucking funny. Yeah. It's amazingly fucking funny. You'll, you'll dig it. That's for sure. <laughs> it goes some dark places. That's, that's for damn sure. It's, it, Extremely funny. Yes, I highly recommend that show. They're a half hour long each, you know what I mean? They cover a lot of ground, dude. It's really good. I haven't been watching... Yeah, I just haven't been watching shit lately because every spare minute I have, I'm playing Metal Gear. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that'll dip in. Yeah, yeah, sure. I haven't seen that shit. The only reason I found out is my friend watches it. He told me about it. I was like, what the fuck is this? I have something I didn't hear about this. Have you, watched, uh, have you watched Documentary Now? What the fuck is that? See, what's this? What's this jam? It's Fred Armisen and Bill Hader. Oh, um, my God. Like, I heard about well, that. I've heard good, yeah, again, I've heard really good things about that, and I haven't watched that, but... Um, that's that's another thing I want to check out at some point. Oh, you know what I'm watching now, which is fucking awesome. I haven't watched them all yet. I gotta get back to it probably tomorrow. I work. The Spoils Before Dying, the sequel to Spoils of Babylon. What? I don't know that. Oh my! Do you see the Spoils of Babylon? No. Oh my god! Look, just look at that trailer real quick. Spoils of Babylon. Holy fuck! Is that fucking funny as fuck? It was on IFC. Yeah. It's about um. It's like, a, you know, one of those, like, you know, the, the, it's it's a parody of those miniseries back in the day, like Shogun and uh, just all those, you know, like on NBC, you know, that sort of thing. And it, it, it's hosted by Eric Jean Roche, who just is, is, is this, uh, he's this uh, kind of uh, Orson Wellesy type personality, and it's fucking Will Ferrell introducing each segment. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny, dude. Oh, my God. It is fantastic, dude. You got to see it. You'll love it. And the second season, the the main character is fucking, uh, fucking, uh, what's his face? Omar. Yeah. (laughs) The jazz guy. Oh, God. Just watch the trailer for it, dude. It's just fucking awesome. Oh, so this, for whatever reason, I thought this was HBO. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. IFC. IFC, yeah, a channel no one watches. Yeah, I like Portlandia. Right, that's and all that's where uh, documentary now is on IFC as well. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I remember they were talking about it on Stern, so yeah, I got to see that shit. It looks fucking funny as fuck too. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. I almost forgot all about that. But watch, yeah, watch the spoils of Babylon, and then watch the spoils before dying, which is the sequel. You know, it's kind of like the North and the South or fucking Thornbirds or whatever. 
they use all those tropes and all that shit like that, and uh, it's got all star fucking cast too, dude. Uh, it's great. I fucking loved. I fucking loved North and South. I I really really just remember watching it as a kid, thinking it was the shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. They play up on every single trope from all those types of event fucking miniseries back in the day. Oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll love it, dude. It fucking nails it to a fucking T. And like I said, it got all star cast of people. You'll know, you'll know everybody in it. They're like, oh yeah. Haley Joe Osment is fucking hilarious in it. He's fucking really fucking good. He's in both of them. He's really fucking funny, dude. He's like a little standout in there. Oh man. But the like I said, the second one is Omar is the main character, dude. Chat is just afraid for murder. His that he murder he doesn't know he committed or not. Oh, it's great, dude. Oh, it's fucking so funny, dude. Did you do you um oh I lost my train of thought. Completely I lost my train of thought. You're back on the track, buddy. Dave. Sorry. Oh, I can't remember Sorry, what Dave. I was going to ask you. Damn you, Donaldson. Damn you. <laughs> oh, do you think uh, do you think Shogun holds up? Like, have you watched Shogun um, lately? No, I will not watch Shogun lately, but it probably does not hold up. <laughs> I'm guessing it probably doesn't. It may hold up. I don't know if I think. I think. I, I, I think that was probably the first like mainstream um, look into like <laughs> samurais and ninjas that I've ever oh, that sure, I can like, recall. Everybody everybody and their mom watched. Yeah, it just like it, like anybody who knows like any any of the, or, or any of our parents or aunts or anything that know anything about that culture know it from that. Right. They're not watching Kurosawa. <laughs> this all Richard Chamberlain and his very thick beard in his kimono. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah, man, he was he owned those miniseries back in the day, dude. He was with Thornbirds too, dude. Yeah. And everybody fucking saw that as a fucking you know, every every everybody's parents that you know have watched the Thornbirds. Right. You know, you had to go to bed at a certain time, so we didn't get to watch it. But they were doing what now? So they're watching on a Sunday night when the Thornbirds were on. They were fucking owning that shit. They don't do that my, shit anymore. My my parents were actually cool with uh, Shogun. They were like, "Oh, really? you're yeah." The whole the whole family got into it, so they're like, "Yeah, you can stay up. We can watch. You it. can stay up. This is important shit." Yeah. <laughs> Roots, not so much. This? Yeah. <laughs> Thornbirds, you won't understand. Right. This, you're down. Warren Remembrance, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, the spoils of Babylon and the spoils before dying are just play up on every little trope that that had. It nails it. Boy, <laughs> you'll see when you watch it. You're just going to be like, oh shit, here we go. Very, very fucking funny. You know, and there's only like six episodes per, you know, per each season. You know what I mean? It's like half our age, but they, it spans generations. You know what I mean? <laughs> you uh, so when when stuff when stuff that is already aired comes on, do you still leaflet stuff you've missed, or do you use a do you go to their website to watch it, or what? Do you, no, I'm on demand. Kind of it. Yeah, I cut my cable, dude. I cut my cable last month. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I said, fuck you. I'm not paying fucking $200 for this shit. Because I tried to watch something. My cable box wasn't working. I think it was I tried to watch The Strain or Fear of the Walking Dead or something like that. And I was so pissed off. I called them up and I was like, when can you fix this fucking shit, dude? And they're like, ah, oh, we can have the latest. Uh, we can have the earliest we can be. This is on Sunday night, mind you. Like, the earliest we can be there is Saturday. I'm like, uh, yesterday or next week? <laughs> like, uh-huh. next week? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm gonna have to wait a fucking week for you to fix my cable. Fuck off! I'm out. I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm done. No, I, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I didn't. I hadn't watched live television in over a month or two. Anyway, you know what I mean? Right. So I was like, Why am I paying for this? What am I doing? You know what I mean? Let me just get some fucking HD DVD antennas so I can watch my judge shows and my stories. And uh, <laughs> and uh, all these places, everything else. The story. Oh, good. My oh, story. But, you know, most stuff I watch or listen to is, you know, I listen to podcasts or, you know, serious, I listen to Howard and all that stuff like that. And and just a bunch of shows when I want to watch at, when I want to watch them. And I don't want to watch commercials at all. It's fucking annoying. Like, I share my friend's Hulu account, and because he has it, he's like, oh, I'll give you the password, no problem. I was like, and we're watching uh, Review, actually, and, and there's mm-hmm. so many commercials come on. I'm like, I don't, is there no way to get rid of this shit? He's like, yeah, it's another $4 a month. I was like, I will write you a check for the whole year. <laughs> okay, let's, if I'm going to share this account with you, let's get rid of these commercials, dude. It's, it's, it's um, fucking, I hate it. You know what I mean? It's so fucking annoying. It's the worst. You know what I mean? I, I just do not like it at all. It's just terrible. So I'm willing to pay that. Yeah, the pricing on Hulu the pricing on Hulu still works out to be way cheaper than cable, right? Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Far, far, far fucking better. Then I'll just download every fucking anything else I want. So I really want some live. You know what I mean? If it's like sports or something like that. I, I don't watch that shit by myself anyway, so I'll go to my friend's place. There's a bunch of us watching a game or something. You know what I mean? Right. I prefer that anyway. So let's go over there and fucking do that shit. No reason I should be paying fucking almost 200 fucking dollars for cable for that nonsense, you know? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I got too many entertainment options that I just care about watching I spent, uh, you know what? I spent about, a, about an hour or two hours on a talk show call this uh, this uh, last weekend talking about Doctor Who, which I thought was uh, it's new to me because I don't. I mean, it's as old as it is. I never got into that, you know. But I, I, mm-hmm. I actually think it's still kind of cheesy, but definitely something new for me. And I mean, a lot of sci-fi, like you know geeks be into that. I'm definitely a geek for the, you know, for the sci-fi. Oh, but, sure. Uh, but I, what do you guys think about the Doctor Who? I'm kind of interested in seeing if there's anyone out there with a mind oh, for the I Doctor. Should, I think you should go to that podcast you were on or whatever, because we're not going to talk about that here. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll go there. When they come, <laughs> when they come on again. I don't think me and Andy are avid. Uh, I like Doctor Who and all that shit like that. I like more old Doctor Who than new Doctor Who, but we're not big fanatics on it like we are. I, I'll tell you, we've we've talked about this a couple times, and um, I've been going to San Diego Comic Con like since 2001, and 
I started noticing probably around 2007, 2008, a lot more females showing up to San Diego Comic-Con. And sure. their, their biggest thing that they were into was Doctor Who. Yes. And I saw it being a, a, one, of the, one of the first like common bridges of geekdom that goes across uh, uh, gender fan lines. Like there are just as many dudes into it as there are girls into it. Uh, for whatever reason, like I never took the plunge because it always seemed kind of corny to me. So I still have not jumped into Doctor Who. I did watch Sherlock though, which is the same uh, showrunner, and I and I really enjoyed Sherlock's um, just because they've got such short seasons and it's just kind of cinematic, and I like uh, the stars of that. But still, have not taking the plunge on Doctor Who. Are do you, do you think you heard enough to get into it or not? Donaldson? Yeah, no, I actually didn't hear that much of it to get into it. Um but I I really kind of like liked the the imagery. I, but, you know, I I thought the acting was definitely cuz Clara, you know, it was I was looking at some of the final final episodes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just thought it was really kind of cheesy. It was nothing really that I would really get into, but hmm. you pretty much answered my, my question. You know, right. I like, to, I like to watch sci-fi that has a little more appeal, you know, uh, mm-hmm. something a little like this. I just, I checked out that robot, um, Mr. Robot and I kind of right. liked what I saw. It seemed a little more like dark night, Right. When when Heath yeah. Ledger played the Joker, I felt like, oh wow, man, this seems real. Like this should mm-hmm. really be da- like go down, you know. So there's yeah, there's definitely when talking about science fiction, there are people that lean more towards the sciency part of science fiction. Like uh, people really get off on that. Like I, it turns out for me, like I I actually like more, for whatever reason, kind of a a fantasy aspect of science fiction. Like the hard science doesn't really matter that much to me. The hard yeah, science. Is weird. You know, I watch like, Ghost you know, of people... Mars. I watch Ghost of Mars before I watch uh, Interstellar <laughs> again. You're <laughs> here. You're here, here. Yeah. Like I haven't watched, you know, people swear by uh, uh, fucking War from Black. I haven't seen War from Black yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard good things about that, too. But I watch dumb shit like fucking uh, Defiant and all that shit, you know what I mean? Because on Sci-Fi Channel and stupid Mm -hmm. shit like that before, you know, or or, or Falling Skies, you know what I mean? Like, I have my shows that I've watched that I have to see them all the way through kind of deal, you know what I mean? But do you think think that's because you're younger? Because isn't Doctor Who more of an older generation? (laughs) You're 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 talking to some old fucks right now, dude. Yeah, you're talking to some old motherfuckers. I can tell. We're like old. how old? Like 40? 45? Yeah, 40. I'm 40. Oh, that's not old, dude. I'm talking about people in their 60s and 70s. Oh, shit. <laughs> not, that, not yet. I mean, that was on the phone with some really old ones. No, I'm just kidding. They, I don't even know if they were really that old, but I, I'm sure it's a, it is actually a great call group, but I don't want to talk about them. You guys got the energy, and just so you know, I have a can of Old English. 
in my hand. Oh, I wouldn't I expect nothing less from you, Donald. For old times' sake. <laughs> <laughs> For old English times' sake. As you blokes were, though, keep it on. Let's do it. Keep going. I'm entertained. What were we talking yeah. about, Andy? Well, since Donaldson brought up old English, did you see Straight Out of Compton yet? I did. What did you think? I liked it. I liked it. And too. when I watched it, I kept any time a white person spoke. I was watching a bunch of friends. I kept saying, <laughs> any time they said, I just kept adding the N word after everything. You know, it was very funny. <laughs> officers, I'm here with a bunch of blah blah. You know what I mean? I just it was all right. It went it went over well. Yeah. <laughs> and there, and there were uh, 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 there there were uh, uh, N words in the room. So and it was all good because they they loved me and I loved them and they knew I was being farcical and they understood. Right. That was great. That was great. You know. It's a it, it's a very <laughs> it's a very comedic word when used to describe like an older white person. Like sure. Uh, well, I like, did it. I, I did it every time. Uh, uh, what's his face started talking. <laughs> officer, I'm with these, you know, with Paul Giamatti, yes. You know, I did the whole this kind of deal, you know. No, 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 officer. These are my, you know. <laughs> Eric, you're so talented, Eric. <laughs> you're a talented blah, blah. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty funny. It, well. it worked every time, and I did it throughout the whole movie. It was great. You know what's crazy? I never even saw the movie, but I, when did it come out? I, 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 I uh, fucking lived what? it. I lived niggas with attitude. I'm white, okay, but I lived it. I, okay, you know my beatboxing. Oh, well, that's right. That's true. Uh, actually, that's check it out, out, you guys. I was straight sleeping in a garage, uh, off of a PCH and Lemon in Long Beach, California, and I was uh, at this drinking a course of beer at the uh, VIP Records where. Warren G happened to walk walk by, and he was frequenting it actually. And I had friended some people there. And I, of course, I did my thuggish, ruggish, thuggish, ruggish bone, and I got down on the vocals, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, yo, yo, Warren, he wanted me to get into the studio, and uh, that was kind of a fun time. So we definitely did for a couple what of weeks. Regulate, regulate, and then so I know about, yo. As a matter of fact, snicker, please. Snicker, please. That's all I gotta say. Snicker, please. Did you? But did you see straight out of Compton? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> tell us what you think about it. Actually, I never did see the movie, but um, I bought many nickel bags of weed when I was rolling through Compton, coming from Long Beach to go to my uh, to go to my baby's mama's friend's crib. Yes. So the nickel bag comes in handy. It's a daily thing, though. We drive through Compton to get the nickel bag. So, I mean, that, okay. that's some real life experience for you. We're getting the nickel bag playing nickel back. That's what I was <laughs> <laughs> Right? Lee, did you, ever see, did you ever see the Crips and Bloods Stacey Peralta movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think I did actually see that movie. Pretty well done. It, it blows my mind like the war zone that is in um in Los Angeles the fact that oh, you can sure. like cordon off this block of air you know this block of real estate and say 
this is the dangerous part of town. Like that's, that's terrifying to me. So like Donaldson, when you're buying nickel bags, like how, how did you know where to go? I was with my black friends. So they just drive you to uh, a spot where transactions go down. Okay. So this spot where, yeah, it would basically be like rolling to the spot in the hoopty, you know, and basically pull up to a garage door with a window on it and right. get a couple of wraps, you know, on the garage door. Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing you know, window slide open, put the money in, nickel bag, nickel bag comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, out of there. Like and you're blazing. One time. What? You're blazing. Blazing, like I'm, I'm actually crumbling right now as we speak, just trying to catch nostalgia. Right, yeah, no, I see. During, during that whole transaction, though, like, had you done it enough times where you're like, okay, I feel safe doing this? Yes, yes. Yeah? And, uh, I would never do it on my own, though, because it was Fruit Town. So we were rolling mm-hmm. through this, this, like, part of Compton called Fruit Town. And Why is it called Fruit Town? For their it was just, all the streets were named after, yeah, like fruits. Okay, mm, gotcha. And so, um, like Florence yeah, and Applewood. Yes, and they basically would be like it's pretty pretty <laughs> gang related, you know. So it's kind of yeah. I was at the corner Crenshaw Papaya. <laughs> Yo, I used to work at that uh, uh, Burger King on uh, Crenshaw and Jefferson, dog. Put the name of fruit there, but you know, failed. That's true. There is no fruit there, unless we're talking. Well, there's a couple fruits mentioned. Right. One fruit. You should see that movie, though. Like, I, I think, I think you'd be into it if you're into the whole culture. I wish I'm it was a little not. longer. Actually, you're not. I, I, no. I, I thought it should be a little longer. Yeah. I said I thought it moved a little too quick, even though it's like two hours long, or maybe a little more than that. I thought it Tell me about be, the plot. Told a little longer. Yeah. I what think the plot, buddy? I think for me, disappointingly, like, <laughs> those guys had that album, and then they, they fell apart. They had the yeah. one g- great album, and it just didn't get better after that. Like, people just went on to do solo stuff. So, mm. yeah. I guess in that sense... You know, all all the favorite stuff I wanted to see was in the first hour of the movie, and then right. all the Suge Knight stuff I thought was not that interesting. Yeah, it was kind of really? just all that stuff was kind of tacked on, so to speak, right? You mentioned yeah. Suge. He was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh damn! How many times was he in it? That's a trip. Uh, a couple times towards the end. No shit. I saw that. I met him. I met that dude in person. He is hella big. And yeah. Did he dangle hey. out a window? What? No, almost, though. I, okay, so guess what, guys? I was working as a detailer in Thousand Oaks, California. Right? Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of nice cars. In that valley. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And Suge Knight, apparently, with rolls up with Michelle A, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michelle Lay. Yeah, with Michelle no. Lay. Where was Yo Yo? I'm not a ho ho. <laughs> I ain't a ho ho. My name is Yo Yo. I'm not a ho ho. 
<laughs> so I, I asked him, I said, yo, what's up with, uh, I, I, weren't you with uh, Faith? I thought you was with Faith or with some, you know, like a different, like, girl. And he was like, that was my way of saying hi to him. But he said, look, I just got out. Don't make me go back. Wow. <laughs> that, to me, was almost as close as coming to dangling out of the window that I wanted to come. Yeah. She said, yo, you, you were asking, yo, he was asking you paper or plastic, wasn't he? Basically, right. he's like, yo, how do you want this? <laughs> wow. Serve me, you know? Not good. I got served. Not only, okay, I smoked a blunt after Snoop. I'm the, I'm the, I, I swear to God, I'm the wigger. You just call me the wig, wig from now on. Fuck it. What's up, wig? What's up? Wig. McDonaldson. Mac, <laughs> McDonald's. We love it. Picked it on up. No, but do you guys, so who So who really paid $10 to go see that, though, or 12 How much is it? It depends. I paid 12 <laughs> You did? I paid 8 I paid 8 How much did pay, like, 6 bucks for popcorn, 2 bucks for a drink? Oh, 6 bucks for pop? What? It's like 8 bucks for popcorn, another $7 for soda. If you went to a riff house, like I do. Yeah, I always do that as an option. Because it's always like, all right, soda's 7 bucks for a small, seven forty-eight for a medium, and then the large free riff is like seven ninety-nine. So I was like, I'm going to spend that dollar just to get that refill. Same with popcorn. I, That's what they get to. Let, I, never hey, let get, me tell you. I never get that oh. thirsty during a movie, so I never get oh. soda. Mm. I, usually, I usually share with a loved one, so, you know, share that shit up. Ice Cube's acting, how was it? Ice Cube Jr.? Oh, what? It was his kid in it? Yeah, it was his son. Yeah, he was good. Oh, he was great. Yeah, I, th- I thought everybody was pretty solid. <laughs> I couldn't argue with it. I think with a Raiders cap, anybody looks good with Jerry Curl. Anybody <laughs> looks good with Jerry Curl. <laughs> anybody. Just let your soul glow. Hey, did you watch Blind Spot? That premiered tonight. I know we saw enough promotion for it in Comic Con. That girl is the girl from uh, Thor? Yeah, right? That that was stiff in Thor, right? Yeah, yeah. She okay. she looked great in Thor, and I don't think she looks that good in this show. No, she's all covered in shit. Yeah. I uh, wonder how that show will fare. I'm kind of curious. Why couldn't they hire Christy Mack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> face was too swole, yo. Yeah. Is that Craig Mack's cousin? No. Mm-mm. Christy Mack. Yeah. I'm Mac kicking. Donaldson. Did you watch Blind Spot? I did not. did not. No, I was just curious if you did. No. Nope. I watched tonight. I watched. I caught up on a few shows. I watched Masters of Sex and Puppeto. Like else that I watch. I think Fucking I'm behind on Masters of Sex. Um. <laughs> Pretty good one. Man, those first 
two seasons, I want to say, I've, I've seen. Yeah, well, um, almost, this season's almost over, dude. I think it's on episode, shit, 11. I think there's one more, maybe. Season one four? More. Season three? Three. Three, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else did I watch? Oh, Z, I watched Z Nation and fucking Fear the Walking Dead. I am That's two episodes. I'm, I'm two episodes behind on Fear the Walking Dead. It's a slow burn. I don't expect a lot of people to really like it that much, but I enjoy the shit out of it. I, I think it's really good. I'm almost sad that it's a Walking Dead show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it doesn't need to be. Um, is that that? What were you just talking about? Uh, blind spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had her memory wiped, right? I I don't know I don't know the premise of it. Like she's got a bunch of tattoos that um I don't know. It's like uh fucking Memento. Uh, Memento, yeah. Like what'd you do last night? I don't know. I got a blind spot. <laughs> Read yeah. my shoulder. Yeah. Oh. There's a clue on my shoulder. <laughs> Lee, did you ever watch My Name My Name is Earl? I watched some oh. of it, not a lot of it. And that's only I for think, Jamie Presley. Yeah. Yeah. She so that show had like a premise where he was where he had a list of stuff to do or something. Yeah, because like, he got rich and he wanted to fulfill his karma because he's such a dickhead all the time, right? Right. Okay. I wonder if Blindspot has, like, a destination in mind. Like, do you... When you pitch a show like that, do you have the ending in mind or not? Or is that just... Right, or you just concepts alone, like, fucking... Under the Dome? Do you watch Under the Fucking Dome? So, I... That that I was watching, and, like, AT&T or Comcast had... Uh, a big fight with CBS, so I've only seen half of Under the Dome. Oh, good. You uh, maybe you should watch the other half because it is yeah. the most ridiculous show on fucking TV, dude. They yeah. so lost their way; it has become the stupidest show you've ever fucking seen. Hmm. You have to watch it. It's just unbelievably stupid. <laughs> How dumb that show got. Yeah, it's worth it. It's such promise. It just went fucking outrageously, not in a good way either. You just have to see it. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's, wow, it's embarrassing. But it's worth watching <laughs> just because of that. If, you, if you're if you ready to eye roll, do something else while you're watching it, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, scrub your floors, uh, uh, polish some, fuck your, 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 your fucking candle holders. I don't know. <laughs> do something. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, buff your sconces, something. Oh, <laughs> some that's a good idea. You can only listen to and watch this on that peripheral. <laughs> Holy fuck, what the fuck happened? Close your garage door. Sorry. Yeah. I was washing my hands. Oh. I'm watching Blind Spot trailer, official trailer for Blind Spot. She's hot. Yeah, she's hot. But then what? Well, she's probably going to want to settle down, and then, you know, it's probably not good. See? It's no good. 
Yeah, I'm wondering if that show is going to be like My Name is Earl, where they're like, let's figure out, let's figure out the clue on your kneecap. Or, you know, they'll focus on one of her tattoos and, like, follow the clue for that. I'm, I don't know what they're going to do. But, but it's funny oh, because you know, she crawls you know out of a bag. Really, <laughs> uh, and you know when they're really pushing for it, they're going to discover a tattoo that was covered up by another tattoo. Right. Right. Try to break that one down, figure it all out there. It's two types of ink, John. What? I know. No, I'm saying it's 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 two types of you know. I don't know. I'm just sorry. I'm trying to be witty. It's not working. I heard so, what you oh. said. Two two types of ink. Yeah. So you have to. Yes, this one was. You know. Yeah, she got tattooed before or after. Which one? Which tattoo was before? Let's find out. Yeah, you got like, like someone's gonna fuck, someone's gonna jerk off on it or something like that, and it glows or something like that. I should be writing this show. I got it all figured out. Andy, you know what I'm really annoyed by? I'm Tell looking me. at my iCloud account, right? And I got what, um, fucking uh, 50 gigabytes, right? Mm-hmm. For 99 cents a month. They're such fucking cocksuckers. Why don't they have plans to match the capacity of their fucking phone? Really annoying. Wait. How much do you want? I, well, I want to be enough to back up my fucking phone, which is 64 gigabytes. Oh. So they have 5 gigabytes, which you get for free. Then the next one's 50 gigabytes, which is a dollar a month. That's what I have. And then they have right. 200 gigabytes, which is 3 bucks a month. They have 1 terabyte, which is 10 bucks a month. That's fine. Fine. Yeah, I'm going to get 200 gigabytes, whatever the fuck. They should have the 50 gigabytes should be 64 gigabytes for people who have 64 gigabyte phones. Do you know what I mean? So they can back up mm-hmm. their complete phone every month or whatever the fuck, right? Does that right. make sense? All right, 128, let's do it in increments of that like people do instead of trying to fuck me over with this razzmatazz. Right. Like, nice. Because every time my phone turns back, it was like, oh, you don't have enough iCloud space because you only have 50 gigabytes a month. Fucking cocksuckers. Hey, where is this? This is coming from where? iCloud, the iCloud. Apple iCloud. No, it's, I know, but you're getting, you're, it's really affecting you. It's annoying because <laughs> they, you get five free gigabytes with your phone you get, right? So you get an Apple a, a iPhone. You always get five gigabytes free. You're like, oh, that's fantastic wonderful mm-hmm. and then to upgrade the increment should match phone sizes i think because that's what people are predominantly going to use it for i think it's people that have iphones that are that don't maybe have uh uh fucking uh imax at home or whatever the fuck right right so i think they should or they're smart as fuck and they're like well this asshole is gonna have to pay three bucks a month for 200 gigabytes, and he will, because he wants to back up his phone, because he's an idiot. So, they got me. I, I think this all comes back to your using uh, iMessage. Yeah, and that's another thing. I'm not even going to bring that up. <laughs> that's, annoying, uh, that's annoying enough. It's upsetting in itself. It's upsetting in a bottle. Oh, Am I the, so you're, it, it, it's so upsetting in a bottle. So you're saying you... When you have it on, you lose messages? Yeah, I don't get certain messages. 
I'm like, why am I not getting this? Like, oh, you have your iMessage on my phone. It's great. Hmm. iMessage is for one thing. What's it for, Andy? Help me out here. <laughs> talking on group text to us? Well, it's supposed to not be talking. No, iMessage does one thing. It's supposed to do one thing. Hook up for a good girlfriend? No. iMessage is their way of saying if you're at home and you have a Wi-Fi connection, you can instant message or you can do text messaging through your Wi-Fi instead of using your data plan or whatever. Right. Right. But I have unlimited texting. I pay for unlimited texting, so fuck it. I don't care. You know well, what I'm I care because at San Diego Comic Con, every message I get from you costs me money. Why don't you have unlimited messaging? It's cheap as fuck. Um, because I rarely go over. Because <laughs> the truth is, everybody I text has an iPhone, <laughs> and I don't have to pay for any of those. But well, that's what I'm saying. Me too. Hey, is your name Rob? No. No, the guy from Comic-Con. What's your name? Mike. Andy. I'm, so, I'm, I'm trying to guess your name. I'm sorry. It's, it's Andy, right? Yeah. Comic-Con. Okay. Sorry. This is Andy. Yeah. Hey, Andy. Okay. Back to you guys. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, it it's definitely got kind of an Apple scam to it, which is you know right. Which, which they, 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 uh, but the, what I love about Apple is they scam in the nicest way possible, the most pleasant of ways possible. You know what I mean? Right. We're like, oh, it's okay. Oh, we're so sorry, but you know, they do it in that little yeah. sweethearty way. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, well, what the fuck does it matter if I'm on iMessage or not? I have unlimited texting, so it doesn't matter to me. And I'm on iPhone. You're on iPhone, so we should be able to text each other. I shouldn't be able to have to be on iMessage just to get y'all's text. What am I losing out on? I'm lo- How many people have tried to get a hold of me? And I haven't been able... Oh, dude, I don't like this. Something's wrong here. But it doesn't make sense to me, like, if you have your iMessage on, then you're getting everything. No, but I don't. That's the thing. People have tried to text me, and I had to turn the iMessage off to get their text. And they're on iPhones, too. That's why I turned it off. When was this? If that this? was the actual case, then I would keep it on. Do you know what I'm saying? You know why what I'm going to do it, for you? Why not just yeah, keep it on? Phone. Because I don't get certain texts from certain people because it's off. Or because, because when it was on, I wasn't getting their text. You may need to turn off iMessage if you are now using a non-Apple phone and get... I'm not using a non-Apple phone, oh, dude. I got a sorry. fucking Apple fucking phone. I got a six fucking plus. <laughs> that fucking I pay for fucking $30 a month for fucking the next 20 years or whatever the fuck it is. The the people you're not getting messages from are on, oh, on non... They're on iPhones. Yes, they are. They're on iPhones. My ex being one of them. Right. Yeah, she uses an iPhone. She's unlimited plan, everything like that. I don't get her text when she when we're both on iMessage. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's so weird. That's what I don't understand. That's what it yeah. annoys me about it. That's one of the reasons I turned it off. That and a few other people same way. Like I texted hmm. you. He's like, oh, we'll turn your fucking iMessage off, and then I got their text. But then there's tons of people I know just like yourself. But I can text you normally, but when we do a group thing, it won't work. 
but I can right. get your individual texts. I get Tim's individual texts, yours, and Andy's, and Adam's, I mean. You know yeah. what I mean? Very weird. I don't like it. It is weird. I don't like it. Apple. Pretty soon they're gonna be they're gonna have I heartbeat. Let this let this computer beat your heart for you. <laughs> While you just re, you just relax and uh watch this movie. Speaking of that, did you get an iWatch yet, Andy? No, I'm not down. Not down? No. You ain't going out like that? No. Because like a, Yeah, like a a phone that you have, or a watch that you have to charge, I think, is bullshit. I don't think it lasts a week. I think it lasts. I think you have to. I thought you had to charge it on the on the reg on the daily. Oh well, no. Well, maybe that that watch I have. I have one of Pebble watches. It's usually about a four four or five days, almost a week sometimes. That's but good. I can't find. I don't know what happened to it. Where did my Pebble go? Let my pebble go. I don't know. I'm in a blenders now. All right. I just bought a ninja blender today. It's dope. I've seen those at the store. It's worth getting. I don't know what kind of blender you, you're getting. What are you blending? Oh, you know, vodka this and, you know, <laughs> kind of shit, you know. Throw some kale in there. Not anything. You, you start getting imaginative, you know. You're like, wow, you're making, I'm going to buy healthy shit to put in this thing to blend it because it tastes so delicious. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I bought a cheap one. I had a cheap fucking um, Hamilton Beach one, which was all right, you know what I mean? But it didn't, it didn't puree like I like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me spend a couple extra bucks, and I get a free $15 Target gift card when I get, um, when I got this one. So do this, and uh, I get 5% off because I use my Target card, so... Do this, and it has fucking all these uh, cyclic blades, and it's uh, it works out really well. I really like it. We it's have a new, the, it's a new healthy initiative. We have the uh, Mercedes Benz of blenders at work. Oh, the Vitamix. The Vi- Vitamix. Yeah, Vitamix is the shit. Those are not cheap. Yeah, not cheap at all. Well, I'll, you know, eventually I'll upgrade to the Vitamix down the line when I'm rich and infamous. But now. I'll stick with that ninja. Yeah. Why not? So I recommend tell me, for home usage. Tell me some of the vinyl you've purchased recently. Oh, I just got... Um, what did I get in the mail? Oh, I got this thing. It was. All, it's all fucking uh, TV library music from um, British uh, crime shows. It's fucking awesome as shit. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's two volumes. Oh, what the fuck is it called? Here, let me look it up for you, dude. Dude, it is so worth fucking getting. It is so fucking well done. Um, here, let me look it up for you real quick. Some gang-related shit. Yeah, it's really good. Um, look at my did you, give the, yeah. did you give the Robocop a spin? I have not. I have not. Sounds amazing, dude. This is so really a, good. There's a track on there that I have no like. It's as much as I know RoboCop. There's a song on there I cannot pinpoint what it's really? from. Yeah. Wow. Deleted scene maybe. I don't know. It sounds like a commercial. Um, in fact, the title of it I thought was for the Sux 9000 commercial. But it's not, huh? Yeah, it's a weird. Let me see if I can pull it up. 
Oh, the did you listen to Mad Max? Yes, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think that was really good too. Really well done. I haven't listened to Aliens, no matter how much I fucking wanted that. I've come oh, off much. So good. So good. I'm so mad at it though. You know what I mean? So mad at my experience with that at Comic Con that I haven't listened to it yet. But I will. It's it's uh so it's track eight or no, track six on side C of the Robocop soundtrack. What's it called? Big big, is, yeah, what's it called? Big what's is better. Big is better. It has to be for that, the SUX. Because you remember, that's the one with the T-Rex. It goes, big is back, big is better. But the music doesn't sound like, sound like anything I'm familiar with. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Here, I'm going to send you the picture of this. You guys look this up real quick. It's the... Uh, the, the themes, the theme to uh, to uh, a movie called Raw Meat, also known, known as Deathline. If you type that in, Will Malone, W I L Malone, M A L O N E. Look that up on YouTube real quick. It's a dope fucking opening fucking track, dude. It's so good. It's on here. I'll sing this, Andy, real quick. Hold on, let's return my iMessage. I'll get it. I know. Deathline theme music. Yeah, w- listen to that jam, Donaldson. Dope fucking jam. Da, da, da. All right, I will. You too, Andy, if you can. I just can't do that, Dave. Well, speaking of which... Did you get that Kubrick, that, that fucking making of 2001 book that Passion put out? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, check it out on Amazon, dude. It's getting mixed reviews because of the format, but I bought it. I don't care. It looks awesome. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't fucked with Tashin in a while. Yeah, me neither, but you, you check this out. You'll want to get it. Pretty fucking dope. It was included in a limited box set last year, something like that. So like it was like two thousand dollars, <laughs> something like that. It's one of those weird limited edition things, but they it, they made a standalone one, and it's like forty five bucks on Amazon. So like we bought, get that shit on Wednesday. Word, word, word up. Yeah, this fucking the TV library music, fucking sound and image thing, fucking awesome, dude. Well worth it. Is that a reissue type of thing, or is that an actual older collection? No, it's a, it's a, it's a, a new compilation, I think. I think it came out in 2012 or something like that. Hmm. Excellent liner notes, everything. Everything's top fucking notch. Really fucking well done. Both volumes are two albums apiece. They're chock full of good, dope shit. That's some of the shit you've never heard of before in your fucking life. It's fucking awesome as fuck. Well worth it if you can find it. I got those two. I got some guy was on a boat for twenty two bucks. I'm like, score done, done. Got this shit. So you mostly buy stuff online or where? Where? Yeah, no, you... I bought, no, I go to um, uh, half price and get a bunch of shit. I scored big time the other day, dude. Like last week. Did I send you that picture? 
Here, I'll show you what I got. You'll like this. You'll appreciate this, Andy. It's one of those rare moments, like when you're looking through at Half Price with the albums and you're looking through the soundtracks and mm-hmm. these all popped up one after the other after the other. And they were all priced at three ninety nine. I'm like, whoa, what? Okay. I think I'll buy everything. Even if I have something, I will still buy it. Yeah, I'll show you. Right. You'll, you'll see when I show you. Word you'll of the day. From this day. Can I give you guys the word of the day? It's andocious. Andocious. You, you can do that with anyone's name, by the way. Andocious. Uh, you are. You are. It's also uh, Illionaire. You can take Illionaire and Illionaire, right? Andy, right? And Illionaire. There you go. If you was Mike, you'd be like, Mike Illionaire. See what I'm saying? Turn anyone's name in. All right, I'll shut up. Go ahead. And Doshus. All right, go ahead. I love listening to you guys, though, by the way. No, you better. <laughs> yeah, check out you all this shit, Andy. No, you just see me right now. He's bowing. Most of these, most of these were three dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, oh nice. fantastic shit! Yeah, look at all those gems, dude. I'm like, fuck you, hell yeah. Oh, dude, black hole. Yeah, dude. Fuck the Tron. The fucking Jaws 3D, Doom, fucking Buck Rogers, Battle Beyond the Stars, are you fucking out of your mind? I gotta get you that black hole. Oh, yeah, you will. I'll send it to you. I have two of them. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. I will trade you uh, Temple of Doom. Do you have Temple of Doom? I do not have Temple of Doom. Yes, you will trade me Temple of Doom. I got extra of that. I will take it, yes. That is an easy trade. All right. I will send it out next week. Wait for next week, though. Can't do it this week. Too busy. No, I'm let's meet it. up at MondoCon. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring I'll bring it to MondoCon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do a little bargaining. Yeah. Dude, Mondo's gonna have sick ass vinyl. At Mondo, I don't say that. Ugh. Come on. <sighs> really? You saw the Black Swan. Black Swan looks fucking dope. Army of Darkness, you know, you know I'm all over that. Yes, I know. Fuck. I haven't even busted open my Mondo from last month, dude. I got that Fulci fucking two-disc one. Right. That one's dope as fuck. I haven't listened to that one yet. There's a couple things I have forgotten I haven't listened to. Fuck. God damn it. Do you have a pile? Do you have a pile near your turntable that you actually do play, or are are you in a position where you're buying more than you're playing? Oh yeah, I buy way more than I play. That's for sure. That's what anything. What? I what do you play though? I buy more books than I read. I buy more movies than I watch. I buy more vinyl than I listen to. Well, what do you? What do you? What was the last thing that you graced the turntable with? Oh, uh, the last thing on the turntable is. Uh, it was, let me see, I think I have it out here somewhere. It was that, uh, um, that Jefferson airplane there. That's a real, oh, nice. I had that in there, yeah. I had that fucker in there. Rolling that bitch deep. For sure. 
And then that uh, TV sound and image. Oh, cool. Well worth it. I like going on a uh, fucking. Uh, uh, you ever go to uh, what the fuck is it? Turntable Lab. Oh yeah. That website's so dope because you can listen. You can sample all the tracks on, on every album. Right. That they have, which is pretty fucking dope. Fucking dope. I like those. I like the compilations that some people put out are so fucking so awesome. Fucking you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. People that like people that like. Shit, like shit, shit. But there's also this like uh, an application that you can apply to like Serato or even any any type of uh, like DAW for your phone or for your iPad or computer that you can like basically beat match. You, it, what it does is it searches the key for the key of the song and it'll match keys. So this way, if you're doing some mixing or whatever on on some house or something, it'll search for tunes that have the same key, and then it'll piece those together. And so it's it's kind of a cool little application. I think it's called in. I think, yeah, it's, it's called in key or something like that. Sounds like work. How does it work? It's basically. I'm getting no, work. Me, I'm getting oh, bad echo from you. No, it works really good. From everybody. Yeah, it's not me, bro. I thought just shit. Do you have Do you have your speakers on? No. Hold on. I mean, the FBI fucking watches my phone and probably have it routed through LAPD. But uh, that's, I mean, that's everyone, right? <laughs> Might be just you. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? How about I just Let's do this. I will star six and see if that helps. Star six. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> that did not help. No. Nope. <laughs> fucking A. Isn't that supposed to, like, mute me? Hold on. Uh, hey, uh, did you get the thing from Beer Graphics there? That spam mail? Of your graphics? No. That hacked mail? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. You're CC'd in it, so. It says, Veer Graphics. Well, this is just great. I love 50 pounds of this high-quality fat-burning thing. Oh, <laughs> God. Like, oh, boy. Veer Graphics. Well, luckily he has uh, 20 more URLs to redirect. So, so if one gets hacked, you can just move on to the next, right? Maybe my spam filters caught it. I didn't get it. I think yeah, good for you. You're lucky. You're on here though. I see Chang at <laughs> idsoftware.com. Hey. And uh, uh oh, we got a-, a Alonzo at marvel.com. I'm sure a Alonzo will love that. Oh, great. That's wonderful. <laughs> Jsteelfury at aol.com. <laughs> God. Todd at wildguard.com. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, Nero Cat at Yahoo.com. She'll love that. <laughs> You're great. Yeah. Thank you, Veer Graphics. <laughs> Bye, Hood Rat. Oh. Uh, does, does Eric have a, a fucking uh, Bandcamp account or anything like that? I don't think so. He just—he's just still trying to sell CDs. I think he's. Still, well, yeah. 
Why don't you go on that Bandcamp thing and I could just download his shit? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, he is uh, at the forefront of some technology and some of it, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> some of it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the option. Yeah. Because I don't mind buying stuff from Bandcamp because all you do is PayPal that shit. You know what I mean? You get it instantly and all that. You can get it in any format you want. You right. can get it flack or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Walk a flock of flock of You saw that Eric Andre, right? Yeah, you just know Waka Flocka? You didn't see that? No. Where fucking uh what's his nuts? Uh Hannibal Burst is talking to uh uh fucking uh, Lauren Conrad. <laughs> no, I gotta check that out. Oh my god, oh you gotta look that up. Oh, he's like, Yo, you like Waka Flocka? What was Tom Cruise's uh, character's name yeah. in Minority Report? He's like, yeah, it's good. It's like, Flocka, I go hard in this motherfucker. Welcome to my flock. He's like, oh, okay. Welcome to my flock. Like, oh, is that, that, is that, a, is that a band? He's like, it, 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 it's a man. It's a man. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a man. <laughs> Who is Lauren Not Conrad? Why do I know that name? He is from the hills or whatever the fuck. That's oh. a TV show, yeah. We will fashion ingenue want to be now or whatever. It was a good Eric Andre show. One of one of the greatest. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm kind of fading, kind of dude. dude. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm up. Hey, yeah. Well, it's hey, good catching up. Eric Donaldson. Oh, you guys are going to go, out, man? We out, guys. Yo, yo, this is a trip because now I'm feeling like I need to start a call. Uh-oh. Do it. Do it. It's just going to be me on there. You're going <laughs> to be uh, cholo up in that call. I'm hella high on myself. All right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, you'll find the East Coast version of Donaldson and he'll call in. Yeah. Ooh. The Illmatic. Actually, let's just get the Donaldson that's been logging on to my Google Drive while I'm on there uh, and get that one to uh, call in. How about that? How about uh, let's get the five anonymous uh, lookers that were in my drive when I opened it up one day uh, to uh, call in. Hey, my name's Paul. It's Paul. Y'all on your Google Drive. By the way, who is Sabo and Son? Who is the Son here? That's me. Sabo? Hello. Hi, Sabo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, seriously, though. I appreciate the, the time on the call. You guys have gentlemen, gen- all gentlemen and ladies, I bid I you farewell. And there, and there are more words of RoboCop. Well, not more, because Terrence Boddicker. Bitches leave. Bitches leave. <laughs> can I you, you don't mind if I hang around for a minute, do you? You can hang up. You can hang around there all you want. I'm going to invite you boys to the room. <laughs> I'll leave it open for you. I'll leave it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm actually. I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end it. Y'all have a good night. Bye bye. Right, good night. We're out. In a new Jack City. Oh, our echo's gone. Fucking Donaldson. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to sleep too. All right. Good night, man.
Sweet dreams, Lee Duick. Oh, thank you. We out here. Good night. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Right. Good job. Later, brother. Later. Later. Bye. Good job. Good job. Later, <laughs> Bye. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.